Sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes now past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six. We be big is our number. Coming to you from the Rick and Bubba Broadcast Plaza and Teleport Houndsy. The real Greg Burgess here. Eddie Van Adler has the YouTube option for you. You're watching us, tubers. Rick and Bubba University is uh, today. Diamond Dale is here. Jimmy ninety two Tron is here. Uh, also, Big Love, all earning their degree in common sense from Rick and Bubba University. Welcome back. Here's Bill Bubba Bus. Rick, glad to be here, and thank all of you for being part of this thing we call the Rick and Bubba Show. Yes, uh, we got golden ticket seat people settling in. If you are making your way here today, it, it is a mess here at the plaza as we had a major water incident yesterday involving an accidental uh, sprinkler. Um, uh, they set the sprinklers off accidentally. We're doing some work at one of the office complexes here, and it has caused water to go everywhere. Uh, we're, and we're starting to see some signs of it even here a little bit in the production room. But um, so it's a mess when you show up. So don't don't think a tornado hit or something when you show up because it, it is there's just stuff. Everywhere. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. You know, when you have that volume of water you're talking about, it's going to be seeping. I know. As time goes on, and and as it gets to our walls and stuff, yep. and we've already got a wet carpet in the production room so we we are having some of it coming it, it was not wet yesterday so hopefully it won't be anything major but it is it is going to cause some inconveniences yeah. mm. so but for you in the studio here today we're, we're fine inside the big here you should all you're going to see if you come to golden ticket seats is what's all this <laughs> pieces of ceiling well, I, and listen wall. if it does get bad and we start having to haul things out of here yeah i'll take the avengers pinball to my house and okay, keep thank, it safe you. There, thank you Ham. if y'all are okay with that now, you know what that is that's sacrificing for the benefit of well others. who's going to get the will of me i started to say if you take the avengers you almost have to take the will of me mm-hmm. you get one good one bad let's Rick, do it you that grab way. trumpy bear right. <laughs> i got him Guys, He's up high enough. He'll be up. Guys, broadcast plazas in water are not not. No, a, we don't no. we don't like that at all. And, and that was uh, a lot of water. When you really, were talking, really close. when you were talking to the to the uh, nice fireman yesterday, was his fire chief? Did you mm-hmm. say he was the one that said? Did he show re- us where the cutoff is in case that happens again? Because well, this is the second time. You know, it happened here when they were doing construction mm-hmm. that we've heard working on a hot water heater has set the sprinkler system off when there's not a fire. Well, let me send out a word for hot water heater people. It has set off the sprinklers here twice. So if you're working on a hot water heater, let's let's develop a concept. Watch out for the sprinkler system. Yeah. Yeah, there's something in the process that we're missing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we need to clean that up. Because I'm afraid we repeated the mistake again. And when that happens, that means we haven't figured out what's going We co- didn't learn. No, from we didn't learn one. it. Let's let's learn. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's learn before we, we, we flood another place. Uh so anyway, um, we have uh we have a Bubba, I, do you I have the Louis Anderson story that Greg talked about. We have the um, the also you mentioned the ESPN story. Yes. Uh, are you prepared for it? If not, yes. we'll go to Louis. Yes. All right. yes. So tell, you told me something that was hopeful. Well, Rick, the, the headline pretty much sums it up. ESPN president admits political commentary kill the network. Vows change. Okay. He says, and I'm quoting: "Fans do not want us to cover politics." That's right. Now, it was uh, he, he admitted this Second. in an LA Times <laughs> profile this weekend. That the social show, I can't say Whoa, now, social hey, justice bent his network has taken in the era of President Trump has hurt with viewers. Without question, our data tells us that our fans do not want us to cover politics. 
My job is to provide clarity. I really believe that some of our talent was confused on what was expected of them. Well, that's a pretty yeah. That's a pretty straightforward statement right there. He said uh, the L.A. Times story also noted that he addressed traditional fans of the network by steering commentators away from political discussions, something that was heightened during the battle between the president and the NFL players who were protesting the national anthem. Well, and I think the problem on that is, and we've talked about this a lot, when the format of the 24-7 fill-in-the-blank found its way to cable, meaning we're going to do 24-7 news, 24-7 sports, 24-7 whatever, that's a lot of time to fill. And frankly, there's not that many stories breaking that every new show that comes on has now new things to discuss. Right. So what happens is, your morning show talks about the same thing your midday show talks about, the same thing your afternoon show talks about, which is the same thing your evening show talks about, which is the same thing your overnight show talks about. And so what it is is what you really do is sit down in front yeah. of the ESPN and hear the exact same story all day long yeah. until it has been unpacked ad nauseum. And when, it, when that starts getting a political bent to it, you keep hearing these political statements over and over and over again, and finally you find yourself screaming at the TV, show me some sports highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's times where the politics swing into yeah. sports, yeah. and you certainly cannot, you have to cover it or you're not doing your job, but it just turned into to more of the political commentary. Now, if you, if you do a, a show that's you know, more like what we do or it's a political show or it's you know, commentary, whatever, fine. But, I mean, people go to ESPN for sports. It is sports. They, and they're usually trying to get away from politics. That's why they want to go to sports. It's where we all come together to compete and leave all that other stuff behind. So, you know, I, I think they made a major, major error in that. And, uh, you know, they were, they were talking here about how, and this is a term they used. He said it was because of politics seeping into our coverage. Yeah. Seeping. That's a big word today. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They said too. They said uh, because of the of the ratings, um, said uh, the political commentary was a miscalculation, something the network had previously denied. Um, this president took and I can't say his name here. Uh, he took over in March, but he said uh, you know viewership had fallen off. He said they had to to lay off staff and talent by the hundreds, and said uh, then the product starts to suffer. So you know. No, he, he's right, because it's really, if you take it and go the other way, let's say Rush Limbaugh, for instance. Rush Limbaugh is going to pretty much every time you turn it on, he's going to unpack the political stories of the day and the political climate of the day. And then every now and then, he's going to talk about the NFL and football because he likes it, or, or sports, or his time with the Royals. So he has sports that comes up every blue moon in a smidge. But if all he wanted to do is start talking about sports, his audience would say, well, we didn't come here for yeah. sports. We came here for you to tell us That's what's going on with the, with, the, with the two parties and what candidates are going to make it and, and what about this particular legislation that's – why is this good or bad? And, uh, and, and so they, they would say, we don't mind it if you'll sprinkle it, but we don't want it to become a mainstay here. Yeah. Right. And I think where ESPN, based on <clears> what <throat> they're admitting – it started out with a sprinkle, then it turned into this is what we're this is becoming too much of what we do. All right, get this when pressed about more examples of what he's talking about. He said again, the average consumer went to ESPN to see highlights of his or her favorite teams. In the era of Trump, viewers got to see anchors refer to the president 
and his supporters as white supremacists. They got to hear host blast the legendary Tiger Wood over his friendship Woods. with Trump. Well, I'm sorry. Woods. He's an S. Yeah, Tiger Woods over his friendship with Trump, mocking him as stupid and claiming he's not black. Yeah. Fans were even subject to having football announcers pull from coverage of a University of Virginia game because of the crime of having the name Robert Lee. Unbelievable. Yeah. At least this guy is admitting what we were yeah. all screaming all along, which to me means maybe there's hope. I hope so. Well, and with our show, so you got nowhere to go because our show claims from the very beginning that we're a show about anything. Oh yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. You yeah. you know you know what you're going to get. Right. Uh, good, bad, whatever. And it's been that way for 25 years. We're going to throw food. We're going to talk about food. We're going to cover politics. We're going to cover uh, spiritual issues. And we're going to make fun of each other. That's just what we do. Right. So, but that's what you should expect. Right. And then, and then right. you can decide on the Rick and Bubba buffet of topics whether you think we're serving one too much. Yeah, or, and, or things you like or don't like. But that yeah. that's what's good about the show. It's what's bad about the show in some cases, too, because especially in our industry, a lot of you know radio folks don't know what, what hole to plug it into because it goes in a lot of them. And that's good sometimes. It's bad sometimes. Yeah, it's good, for, I think, for the host because we don't burn out. I think it's good that, for that. That is a key to yeah. why I think we're we're both here getting up early 25 yeah. years later. I wouldn't want to do one topic all the time. I'd be no. tired of it. I Guys, we did a sports show for two years, and I was sick of sports. for. <laughs> I couldn't do sports for six months. Hardly <laughs> <laughs> watched it. I agree. That's exactly what we're talking about. So was it bad? Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially when, when it's the time of the year you got to try to find something, and you're talking about but, sports you don't even care about. But, again, that's why we all like cookouts. Under the shade tree on the back porch, you cover a lot of topics, and that makes it fun. We'll be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hey, y'all, this is Blake Shelton, and you're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. 21 minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Patrick out of Gadsden, Alabama, where it all began, Bubba, 25 years ago. And, of course, uh, that was uh, on that day, and I heard you talking about it. If you want to look at some programming notes, uh, you know, Bubba is, uh, is a guest today on our friend Scott Dawson, Dawson Now, and you were talking about that. You know, this was a show that really people literally at one point said you have 90 days. Okay. that, that <laughs> They were trying to fill 90 days. That actually happened. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, we'll, we'll go to Patrick. Uh, and uh, Patrick, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. What's going on, buddy? Hey, good morning, fella. Hey. Hey, I know y'all going to give me a little bit of grief about this, Probably. but bear with me. Rick, okay. just, just like in your could have cared less or couldn't care less, uh, hot water does not need to be heated, so it's not a hot water heater. It's just a water heater. Yeah, you're right. I, that really aggravates me if you just say that. Uh, but I, that's I, what everybody calls. It. Yeah, but that's what everybody calls it. So everybody knows what we're talking about. So I understand. But I understand. But, but but the reason why that's called di- for that. The reason why that's different is when you say you couldn't care less. I know. You know, but but yes, I mean, if, yes, now if everybody were calling them water heaters. And and then we mistakenly called it a hot water heater. Uh, then you would be you would have a point. But when something's been declared, that's the name of it. It'd be like you calling up saying we really shouldn't call an elephant an elephant. Well, 
But we right. do. But, but we Patrick, do. Patrick, here's another example. What do you call that thing that connects the street to your garage? A driveway. Well, you don't drive on it. You park it. I, I, under, I understand that. Right. It should be a parkway. There's and a the place of, where all the cars are going should be the driveway. Patrick, there's a lot of there's a lot of slogans <laughs> and a lot of phrases that don't make it's sense. Misnamed. We, we yeah. can't we can't fight yeah. them all. Isn't the English language so complicated? It really, Golly, that it, it really is. I appreciate it. All right, y'all have a blessed day. You know, you know, I, you know I what? It is room. a mess. It really is. I went in the room. Did y'all cover asteroids and hemorrhoids? Mm-mm. No, right. we're not going <laughs> to cover that. No. The, the, Those Grace, are a little out of order. By the way, by, I think it was. I think it was Grace, Grace that that made you yeah. busy for a minute. Okay, it, guy, it was called a bologna biscuit because the guy wanted. To, I agree. The guy wanted to tell us that a hot water heater is really just a water heater. Okay, thank you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's what everybody calls it. Send an email and call, just so you know. By the way, I don't know how to break it to him. I don't know what it's called, but it flooded the whole daggum place. That's the yeah. thing. That's yeah. the point of the story was the dang flood. Yeah, yeah flooded. Not how. Goodness. <laughs> Guys, the fact that, we, that we're yeah, still here. Yeah, it really here. doesn't matter. The fact, the fact that we're still here. Uh, Greg, you you brought this up. Louis Anderson. Poor Louis. All right, is Louis still huh. – does anybody care about Louis Anderson like modern day? Who is Louis Anderson? <laughs> See there. Let me think from your. You, how, yeah, how would he know, Louie? Now, if you remember. Last I saw him, he was on the swimming show. I think well, he was he diving, remember? I, I he think was doing he, it for the troops. That's that's that made no sense. But I yeah. think he was I remember on there that with AJ McCarron's wife. Uh, yeah. Real, real celebrity right. diving. It's a stupid show. Right. It was a very stupid show called Celebrity I mean, it was Diving. Really, I, so I you were here for that. I was. All right, I if you remember, there was a fat guy that couldn't dive. And he just kind of flopped in like a whale and said he was doing it for the troops. There he is. Right there. Right there he is. Yeah. I mean, he does this for the troops. Can we, can we give the this, troops this a, a better <laughs> tribute than this? I mean, I think the troops needed more than this. Yeah. I mean, in if, fact, if somebody oh, – okay. look, look, this was done for Y'all. the troops. That was done for the troops. <clears throat> so uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know why. Uh, I don't know if I, our, I, what I feel like, like we need to for? do more for the troops. Right. He, he had some – wasn't he on a TV show for a while? He, he was, he was on a every, He was on every show that had like a celebrity panel, like right. Match but, Game. But, or, did he have okay. a series? I know he, he was a stand-up comic he did. his first, but did he have a – He did. What was it? Life with Louie. Life did with Louie. And then he was also had a he had a small part in coming to America. He was worked at uh, McDowell's, right? You remember that? Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Only you would remember. Thank that. you. Know that. So and, uh, so the bottom line but is he was now he was pretty well known stand up comedian he was. for a while. But there was a time when he was extremely well known. Like if you said, "Have you seen the latest comedy special?" You would say, "Have you seen Louis Anderson's latest okay, special?" Yeah. Right. Okay. Even before that nice dive. Did y'all think he was funny as a stand-up guy? <laughs> I never really did. I, his fat stuff was funny. He's taking it out, so I guess well, that, he's that not was funny kind anymore. of the funniest part. So now we're to the story. Uh, Louis Anderson says he is going to scale back. So maybe is he not removing it? I don't know. <laughs> did he uh, say scale back. Is he going to drop a few pounds on fat jokes? No. And he doesn't need self-deprecating humor to get laughs, and I would disagree with that. I love self-deprecating. I, I think humor. the I think the best hope for Louis is self-deprecating jokes. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what's funny. You don't take yourself very serious. You're acknowledging, hey, I'm large. I'm large, and uh, and you're doing some large jokes. I mean, we Maybe. certainly have made a living at that pretty good, and you know, and I think it puts people at ease. You know, the the thing that's uncomfortable is when you know someone is large and it's not acknowledged. Yeah, you know, so the the fact that he comes out and says, let's get this out of the way, I'm large. And uh, and I'm and I'm gonna do some large like look guys we still to this day and I I've quoted it in the last three weeks to this day we still laugh our heads off on Lavelle Crawford who's a large man mm-hmm. the funniest things I remember about him are all the things tied to his weight when he when he said a friend asked me why I breathe like that and I said to live yeah, yeah. okay oh, yeah. when he said when you bend down to tie your shoe you're mad because you have two feet. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, look. Right. I mean, that's that's, that's fun. And it's not only funny to skinny people. Those of us that go, I know what he's talking about. You know, you you laugh your head off. And, and remember, you didn't mention John Panette for some. Yeah. Time. Oh, he was John Panette. Oh, rest his soul. Right. Well, he's dead now. Yeah. He tried to lose weight and it killed him. But uh, but the uh, <laughs> guys did it not. Did he start losing weight and die? Yes or no? Have you ever noticed Lavelle's? He took that giant candy head. bar we had. Yeah. He does have a pointy head. He does. He's got a strange look. That man right there is funny, though. Oh, he's yeah, hilarious. He's very funny. Think about it. John Panette, Lavelle Crawford, we've we've screamed laughing in here yeah. when they talked about what? Their, wa- fat. their, their weight. I and, got and news for Life Louis. is a fat person. Louis, that's a mistake. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is. Now, why is he doing that? Does he feel, does he feel like mean, he's offending he, fat people? I, you know, I... Because nowadays we we got to worry about all that. There there was a time in our country when everybody got thin skin. You could almost depend on us fat people not to kind of hold the yeah. You know we oh, we, yeah. we we refused to be thin skinned Yeah. And and now well we were the actual ones that were happy. Everybody else was in a right. bad mood because they were on a diet. There used to be a phrase <laughs> "fat and happy." Yeah. Well, you that, that? yeah, and that's a that's a very true statement. I think. Right. Just like no good deed goes unpunished. I mean, right, those are right. like laws of the universe. He said. My act has always been about my family, about me it, me being fat in my family. And he's 66 now, which, by the way, in fat years, that's 100. And uh, and so so he uh, – What's the ratio on that? I've never heard that before. That's so true. I've right? never heard Rick, that before. That's, that's at good. least 100. Is that a two-to-one on that I know dogs are seven-to-one. I mean, he's, he's beating odds at this point. <laughs> my gosh, he made what the is 66. That? What is You're the on borrowed time, Louis. Just keep doing them. I mean, yeah, yeah. Why? Why now? He's he's really eighty six. Yeah. Right. Hell yeah! I mean, oh God, I'll trim it down from hundred, but he's eighty six. Yes. Okay. I, I said inflation. twenty. I think he's sixty six. Yeah. Is he sixty six? He's sixty six. Yeah. I, I guarantee you, it's going to go back to he, even though he's pretty large. He don't. He it's offensive to people. He's going. That's why we got fat models now. You know, you got them. You got. Oh them. yeah, I started to say this is the time he ought to really be stepping up. Yeah. I mean, we have. They go out of their way to find what they call plus size models, yeah. And that, well, it, it's in it's mean. in Sports Illustrated. Oh yeah, well you know he. I was mean the, they're the pushing edge on this. He thing. was the first yeah. guy, and it's quoted in this article. He's the Which first gives guy. Me great hope. Buddy. The first guy. Well, I'd like seeing the body issue of ESPN. <laughs> he, he, I would too. He was the first, <laughs> the first fat guy I ever heard do the joke. Every time I lay down at the beach, people try to push me back in the water. Yeah. That was him. That's that's him. He was, he was the first one. one to say that. Now, see, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, the first, he's the first time everybody's <laughs> pushing him back yeah. Keep rolling him in. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six. We be big is our number. Um, I will tell you this, um, and I just had one of those low moments coming up. Um, and, and stick around. We got some great stories coming up on the show today. A couple of them that are going to be very inspirational for you today, and, and and one that's really a great reminder that little things actually do matter a lot. And we'll do that in the next segment. It's a great story with some friends of ours that. Uh, you probably, some of you probably that are in the home market have probably seen something about it even on TV recently, but uh, we'll talk about that coming up. But I, I just, you know, you have those moments where you, you feel like you're doing well as a parent and you kind of go, all right, good. And then you just have those moments where you go, I've, I've just failed. Uh, and it just happened to me with Big Love. Um, Jack's Family Restaurants just showed up and, uh, 
Bubba, you, how many times have we said this on the show? And doggone it, if I didn't, I didn't listen to the show in our own advice. We said so many times we worked so hard to give our children what we didn't have, we neglect to give them what we did have. Yep. Oh, yeah. how, oh, many, how many times have we said that? A lot. And, I, and then now I've done it. I saw a heartbreaking moment in the kitchen mere moments ago. So Big Love's yeah. up here working with us, and Adler's got him moving and, and shaking and, and you know doing the photos and working some of the cameras and learning some stuff that he needs to add to his arsenal to, to go into this industry. And, um, and so Jack shows up, and, of course, Bubba and I go to – I mean, really, just this side of elation. Uh, I mean, we're I mean, we're so ex- we're so excited because I really feel like we played a role with this restaurant chain, beginning to offer to the public something that we used to have at home all the time, and that is a fried bologna biscuit. I look at this guy right here on the front row. I mean, it, look at he's it. tearing <laughs> that he's thing so up. Happy, look yeah. how happy he There's is. Nothing more and happy. And so, and so, the what fr- a great day when they, when the time you, you get out a pack of bologna. And I you, think that's what's wrong with a lot of liberals, Rick. They don't eat enough bologna. No, you're right. And then your mama would show you how to put the little slits in it. Why? So it'd lay down. Yeah, you, you want, want it to curl up. You want the bologna yeah, to lay down in the skillet. Yeah, it looks like For a, some reason, I thought that helped to cook better, too. Yeah, and so, so I get all excited about it, and, and I go in there, and I see my son standing there, and, uh, and I go, Big Love, you've had a fried bologna biscuit, haven't you? You've had fried bologna, haven't you? And what did you say to me? Uh, I have not, actually. Uh, and and I thought, I thought, what a loser I am. I'm an absolute loser. <laughs> I mean, that, Even at Papa Nana's, they never cooked? You've never had I fried bologna? We they? were raised on it. Papa Nana never gave you fried bologna. I don't think they have. Mm. I really don't. Let me tell you what I, I'm going to do right I now. Could be, wait, wait, wait. I could be wrong. They might have made it for me before, but that might have been a really you may not but, but as your father, I've never said, sit down, son. Let's have some fried bologna. You have not, actually. Oh, Rick. <laughs> so never, close to Father's well, Day. Father's well, Day's well. next month. I bet I, I don't get me anything. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm serious. If, if I have not presented fried bologna to you. That Cancel I that fishing trip. How about this? <laughs> before my friends, before my brothers in Christ, before the audience. I want to apologize for letting you down. Have you gone back there and got you a piece of it yet? I have not yet. What? I haven't had it. Well, Adler has me working. Well, like, he has me standing away in out. there. Yeah, he does have you getting after it's it. Time out once Biscuit shows. He, he said he had to kind of get on you a little bit the other day. Was that okay? He, you know, he got a little mean side to him. Yeah, he, he does. does. I, didn't he know does. We, I didn't know we had that. Yikes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, we we haven't seen that since he Brooks came in and said the YouTubers yeah. ate him. Oh, Brooks, tell us you, again what the YouTubers did to you one day. They literally ate me the other day. Yeah. <laughs> they were they were like, why can't we see Adler's grandmother or grandmother or his mom or whatever? And I was just yeah, like, both. I'm like. Like when I'm they were like, in the audience, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know how to like work like the camera stuff. That yeah, I like the just, robotic side, right? I like just started here. I the other times I've come here, I've just been little and thought I was working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you were little, didn't really know you were doing. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm at work, and Dad was just like, you're just not. You're just sitting and hanging out with the interns, like. <laughs> right? So, and what were they all saying? They can't see what. They can't see Adler's what? They can't see Adler's mom, or they they can't see. I can't see his grandma. Uh, bar, barbecue, <laughs> I like the voice. Barbecue cool, guy, man. what's good? Like so in <laughs> your mind, guy says I can't see Adler's grandma. When they're typing, that's the way you think they sound. Yeah, I, I mean, see, yeah. I, I can I can just envision. I, I, I got it. I listen to them on the phones, and like they all have like a distinct, like oh, very boy. thick Southern accent to them. Like, yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not like. 
throwing shade or anything like that. Like you're not throwing what? I'm not throwing shade. Don't be throwing shade. Like it's sunny. Like you've heard that. Don't throw shade. Yeah. Is that a hip phrase? Don't throw shade. Come in this situation. Throw shade. Okay. So you know. Yeah, guys. Helmsy and Greg knew that. Did you know the term? Don't throw shade. I understood it. I don't think I've heard it, but it sure was funny to hear Brooks say. Yeah. Wait, has Caitlin ever said that? Caitlin says a lot of things. I don't really know what she's saying. I don't care to know. It falls under that category. Well, okay. Well, I, I just want to apologize to you publicly that you've never had fried bologna. You, do, you better get in there and eat one right now. Would that make you feel better if it, I ate one? It would, yeah. We're going to get a fried bologna biscuit out, and I want to see you try it today because it, 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 it's one of those things I haven't done as a father. I mean, it, it'd be like me sitting here thinking I hadn't taken you hunting or fishing. Yeah. Now, just don't ask where bologna comes from. Just enjoy yeah, it. Just, yeah. You, you know, that's something you don't want to know about. Don't, right. don't read the pack. Something about bologna, I mean – the thought of bologna or like spam just freaks me out in general. Yeah, well, but don't ask a lot of questions. Just enjoy. Yeah, just enjoy. It. Okay, live in the moment. Wait, is spam good? Because I've heard some. I haven't heard <laughs> yeah, some great delicious. reviews on spam. Spam is great. It's the processed meat of the new millennium. It is. It is. Nice. Because I feel like spam it, gets the same reviews as Lindsay Lohan's new reality show. <laughs> 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 so not very good. Not not, not, very not good. great. Not, not great. great. <laughs> not great. Uh, so listen, I, after the big one, spam <laughs> will still be here. It will. Like if we had a bomb go off, God forbid, uh, that you they may would, not be or a big flood. We oh. may not have electricity, but we'll have spam. Let me tell you what I, we'll have: bologna and spam. They'll make it. I mean, okay, if that's all there is to eat once, like, like the nuclear like apocalypse happens. Yeah. Then, so like, you're only, but I think you need to try it today. Yeah. All right. No, I will. I will. If, Dad, if you genuinely, you know genuinely think that will make you feel better, then I'm gonna do it. Okay. Good. That's <laughs> got a lot I, of vitamins. I, in. You know, it's, it's I'll just tell one, you what. I'll make a deal. If you eat one, I'll eat another one. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, sounds good. Yeah, I don't because want Greg you going is the food space, enabler here. He I know really I get is. the headlines, but I'm gonna tell you, he's working behind the curtain. You know, hard. you know what I've noticed about you, Greg? You you realize that there's certain things that you're not gonna leave behind, and oh, you, yeah. and you try to go over there and see if you can outwork out what happened <laughs> yes. while you're eating. Absolutely, it, and, and it's a battle. It is. It depends on what happens here that day determines and, what we do. And like. I'll chime in. He's currently winning that battle. Yeah. He gets after it. He does. But you know why? You Have know. you seen what he'll put away up here? I know. No, and I'm, I'm doing better. Did you ever think that Greg would be the one that would lead us astray? But he is when it comes to food. He, he's an enabler for me, and I, I, I appreciate it. I We're, apologize, Bubba. You're right. There's a lot of times I should step in as a friend and stop you, and I go, go ahead, buddy. You do. <laughs> matter of fact, you I just can't make him ma- not do As a matter of fact, he'll saddle up beside you and say, I've got some more. Come on. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, it's like having a drinking buddy. <laughs> I had chocolate cake yesterday. <laughs> Every time I went in there, hey, you got to try that. Yeah. You need to try that. Well, all right. Well, we'll, um, we'll, we'll we're going to get the the, the fry bowl. All right, go. You yeah. want to, Greg said go eat. Yeah, go, go eat, go go eat it and give yeah. us a report. What you thought? All yeah. right, I'll let y'all know. All right, go You're in there. Go in and get your fry bologna biscuits. You're going to love it. I'm so sorry, buddy. You know, we don't. We're not perfect as dads. We do the best we can. Yeah. But but what? Because I've I've just thought about this, guys, and I'm not proud of this. I'm not proud of this at all. I don't believe I have bologna in my entire house. Rick, I haven't had. Any, I don't think my kids ate bologna. I, I was gonna say. Do you remember I, as a kid, I, it was always in there. My kids didn't eat bologna. I, I'm, I'm gonna go I'm, get a pack. I'm gonna today. be honest. I'm a little disappointed in the way that ended because I think you just sent him in the kitchen. Yeah. It's kind of halfway. I need to go in there with him. I, no, no I think you need to go comes. home. He's got him a handful I think you need to go home and make him Greg a one. delicious sandwich. <laughs> That's what I was. Show him the whole process. Right. Show him cutting the little, you know. Okay. Uh, all right. Oh, now, now, do you have a bologna Ketchup biscuit? Ketchup is good. Uh, sure. I do. Check and make sure it's a bologna biscuit. Yeah, it is. It, That's yeah. good. That's bologna. Oh, yeah. See, it's a little burnt. You've never even seen bologna? It's got to be a little burnt. You've never seen bologna? I don't think 
Where have Rick you been? Burgess. All right, here we go. Live on the air. Obviously. Here we go. Like Came from the baloney farm. Right. The baloney. <clears throat> yeah, don't ask questions. Son. Just bite <laughs> Just into it. All right. All right, go ahead. Sometimes All it's right. best to not know. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Easy to chew. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Right. What do you think? I mean, hey, like, <laughs> it's not bad, is it? No, bad. it's really not. That's pretty good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's, that's pretty good that's stuff. That's really good. I mean, yeah. You know what we can do now, Hams, to your point? I yeah. remember the first time that he ever killed a deer. There you go. I remember the first time that we ever went fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, first time that we you know, ever played a sport. Yeah. First time now today I can look back <laughs> and say, you remember that time <laughs> in 2019? <laughs> When I brought that bologna biscuit out, son, we had a bologna biscuit together. Mm-hmm. Mark it down. And and but so has has your siblings ever had bologna? Am I have I let everybody? Let me, let me think. Brody, I'm sure he has. Brody eats like literally everything. Right. <laughs> so you you think Blake probably? Oh no doubt. Oh yeah. Yeah, Blake, yeah. No, no doubt. Well, but now we just said, guys, we just all admitted. I even watched one of my friends who's here watching day that we'll talk to here in a minute. And a shocker, it looked like everybody in this room says you do not have bologna in your fridge. I home. don't. I don't. Th- and I think back, I don't think I expose my kids to it. We don't. Well, I know we don't, but I can correct that. Well, <laughs> I will tell you this Jack's Family Restaurant says the bologna biscuit is back. And for it's a limited good. time, they have actually put together a fried bologna sandwich. Now that thing. Toasted, the no. Texas toast with eggs, with cheese, and with fried bologna. Look at everybody giving a thumbs up to go. I tell pieces. you what, no one is throwing shade at that. No, no. Hey. not a not a soul. Wait, no. hasn't been one big ad for the sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> now you're learning. Now you're learning. Wait, you, you're thinking like, oh, this is some special moment. This is just an ad. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, Brooks, I, I, it can I do, be both. It yeah, can yeah, be both. Okay, don't I, throw shade at it. <laughs> don't throw shade. Don't throw shade at our family moment. No, this isn't a. I, I, rec- I do recommend it, though. Go to Jack's, everyone. Rick we'll be right Bubba, back. Rick and Bubba. Nine minutes now to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. I know a lot of you, look, uh, I-, I love hearing the news that uh, you have a MyPillow from MyPillow.com. Big news. You can now get, if you don't have them, or if you just want to add to them, because we we've got everywhere we go, we try to add to every room we have, get a two-pack of, uh, of the premium My Pillows. now only $69.98. But you need to use that special promo code, Bubba. Uh, that's just $34.99 a pillow. It is the lowest price Mike Lindell has ever offered on these incredible pillows. If you're not sleeping on their great pillows, uh, you need to go ahead and get some today. And with this special, again, the lowest price that's ever been offered uh, since we've been in business with them is right now, and and that's a, a MyPillow special, two for sixty nine ninety eight with the code Bubba. Uh, also, you can check out their incredible Giza Dream Sheets. Uh, you, you can now buy the best sheets in the world to go along with the best pillows, uh, to go along with the best mattress topper. These three items are all available, and they all come with that 60-day money-back guarantee and the 10-year warranty. The promo code, if you do the Giza Sheets or the Mattress Topper, will get you 30% off those two items. So you get the two the specials on the two premium MyPillows with Bubba, or you can go get 30% off on the Giza Sheets or the Mattress Topper. This is all going on right now. It's a great time to shop at MyPillow.com 
or rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. Bubba, on a on a sad note, uh, and I, we were actually doing the show uh, as uh, and, and we're getting updates that there was a uh, uh, had been an active shooting situation in the city of Auburn. Uh, you were able to report the very next day on the show that this person was apprehended, but sadly, uh, not before he did great damage. And there's actually a funeral service today. Oh, to, a Friday. A Friday. I'm yeah. sorry to recognize one of the officers that was killed. Yeah, William uh, Beekner. Uh, lost his life in that situation. Tragic that another police officer has uh, had to lose their life in the line of duty. But they are having uh, 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 the visitation and the funeral for him Friday. And the information is on our social media outlets. Uh, visitation Friday from 11 to 2. The funeral will start at 2 right after that. It will be at the Auburn Arena on campus where the basketball team plays. And uh, we're we're encouraging people to go out and support that, not only for his family, but for the other police officers. And it was a national story when this happened, and uh, I think it would also be a, a, a very moving uh, show of support for him and other police officers all over the country for them to have a, a really large crowd for that. And, and it also will get national news, too. So I think we, you know, we need to send a message and really support these people who – and Rick, in this case, gave the ultimate, uh, uh, paid the ultimate price to to keep us all safe. And it looked like, and this is what they face, sadly, and we don't like to think about that. It looked like this person was intent on violence from the very beginning, and was ready to go to war with the people that we depend on to stand between people like that and us. Yeah, they call it the thin blue line, and that's that's mm-hmm. why yeah. there's uh, there's some real sickos out there, and I, I'm so thankful for people like William and and other folks that that. You know, answer that call. No doubt about it. So let's have a great show support. Friday, on, that's Friday, Friday, 11 to 2 visitation, and then the uh, funeral will start at 2 right after that. To the phones we go, uh, Jim is standing by at a Huntsville, 100.3, the river. Jim, how are you, buddy? Thanks for your patience. On the, and the lines are available if you want to get in right now. Go ahead. Monkey grass. Uh, First timer. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. I'm very sad to hear that this is the first time this boy's had a bologna biscuit. I know. It, look, it was, a, it, was, so it was a letdown. I said it again. I violated one of the things that we've talked about before. We worked so hard to give our kids what we didn't have, and we neglect to give them the great things that we did have, including fried bologna. Well, it happens. Yeah. Well, just make the best of it. And there's only one way to make a bologna biscuit better. Okay, how's that? You have to add some mustard and a slice of tomato. Tomato. Yeah, I, I've, I've had tomato on bologna. Uh, it's very like good. Guys, I, I just witnessed something in the kitchen that I can't get so, over. So, so slice of – let me finish with with Jim first. So slice of tomato and mustard on a bologna yeah. biscuit, not a sandwich. No, biscuit, yes. Okay. I, I just don't like tomatoes. Yeah, I don't either. Tomato on a biscuit's good by itself. I don't yeah. even like them on a BLT. Mm-hmm. I don't – yeah, exactly. And that's the main – Tomatoes are something that I work through and around. I don't pursue. But, I can't but what, eat them. I've tried. Oh, I've actually tomatoes. tried it. And I just, I just can't eat them. So you saw. So what? I witnessed something in the kitchen that I have never seen before. Maybe you guys have. Um, and uh, Jordy, friend of the show, is here, mm-hmm. and ha- have a guest that we'll speak to in a little bit. But he incredible had, story. He had a, a breakfast sandwich, bologna, egg. And it, it's got, it's got a little bit of mayonnaise on it, which in, it, Jordy did say he wouldn't put the mayonnaise on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, he added jelly to it. And I've never seen anyone add jelly. I've seen people add jelly to, to a, a other than peanut biscuit. butter. I, I I would have if it would have been a biscuit, 
Even if a bologna biscuit, I wouldn't have done it, but I'd have said, okay, I get that because there's a biscuit. But he had, think Texas toast yeah. type sandwich. Oh, no, I had one. I know what I yeah. good. And he put jelly on it and gave a big dissertation in there on why he does this. Can I and, s- and you that are putting mustard on it are wrong. Can I tell you this, Helmsy? And you heard what? I, hey, Jordy, Bubba was my witness and Greg was my witness. I think you're in here. You know what I said to Helmsy when he began? I said, this is like questioning Picasso on a painting. I said, if yes, Jordy, if Jordy Henson's doing something with food, pay attention. Don't question it, Rick. Don't question it. Yeah. Hey, trust you, him. If you are deep southern, mm-hmm. I'm talking about South Alabama, Dothan, southern. <laughs> that is a different game. Yeah. yeah. Mustard is a cover-up for bad meat. Okay. okay. Jack's bologna is off the chart. That That's not your – Right. Your old that's school bologna. That's the big, that's the real deal. Right. You compliment that bologna. You don't cover it up. The and you say jelly compliment. Mustard was when my granddaddy came in and said, hey, now the meat's been in the freezer for a little over a year. <laughs> it's got a, kind of a strange taste to it. But it's, it's got a little twang to it, but it's all we got. Let's put some mustard on it. <laughs> It'll be okay. It'll be fine. You're right. So you don't put mustard on good meat, but you said, "Am I hearing? Jelly, from, am I hearing from you?" It's toast. Yeah. Have you ever toasted toast? Okay, now you're helping when okay. saying it like that. Back yeah. to my Picasso comment. Yeah. And so, do you ever say, "Hey, I'm going to wake up and toast some toast and put some mustard on it"? <laughs> no, it's a great point. He's really making a good point. Thank you. Yeah, he really. I a lot of him. people needed this. Put jelly I told you. Yeah. I do you, put jelly put on jelly butter on. and jelly. Yeah. Butter. And you, I just you brought up the, the butter too. There. Yeah. Uh, I love Benny LaRussa, who's involved in Jack's. I'm going to call him. We're going to make some changes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we're going to sell some serious bologna biscuits. I will say this if Jordy Henson and Bill Bubba Bussy, Greg Burgess, and Rick Burgess are in a group and you walk over and you hear us discussing nutrition, nutritionist foods, you know, nutritional foods that could do you some good. Then you probably keep on walking. Yeah, but if you hear us discussing how to make great food better, you might want to hang out for a minute. Yeah. Yep. If, I, you, if you knew my mama. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Really? Your mama's food. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, look what it's produced. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm proud of it. Yeah. You know what? Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> South Alabama. Style. That's right. It's a good point. Yeah. You see, it made more sense. It did. After you explained. It, I needed it. Top of the hour. If you leave Good. us, have a have a great day. If you're staying with us, we got an incredible story for you coming up next. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station, but they should be. Conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America. Rick and Bubba. Six and a half minutes past the hour. From the broadcast plaza and teleport, welcome in. Glad you're here. Helms is in the mix. The real Greg Burgess. Speedy is on vacation. He'll be back Tuesday. Uh, the entire show is off on Friday and Monday. You'll get a Rick and Bubba Best of Show hosted by Helmsy on Friday. Rick and Bubba Replay on Monday. Everybody off. We all come back together on Tuesday for a brand new day and a brand new week of Rick and Bubba.
Eddie Van Adler, also Team Rick and Bubba today, gives you the YouTube option. Tubers, if you're watching, thanks for being with us. Uh, Rick and Bubba interns at Rick and Bubba University earning their degree in common sense, which has now become a superpower. Uh, big love we just heard from a minute ago. You've got uh, Jimmy 92 Tron and also Diamond Dale. And welcome back to get all the team Rick and Bubba on the field. There's Bill Bubba Bus. Rick, glad to be here and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. Stand by for moving story. Uh, so you, th- you think about these little things, and I'm probably one of the worst offenders on this of of thinking, looking at something and go, well, this is kind of nice, and I'm I'm glad we're doing this, but does it really? I mean, does this really make a difference? And I mean, I will tell you today, you will when you're done listening to this today, you will be absolutely sure that the little things matter and they matter big. <laughs> and uh, and so think about you may have done this. Uh, maybe your kids have been in church, been in Bible school, or something yeah. like that. We do it with our Sunday school. Sunday school, yeah. yeah. And and you've heard these things that the, the, the Samaritan's purse um, shoe boxes. And Samaritan's Purse, and you get your kids together, and you put together little shoe boxes, and they a lot of times it's done around Christmas, uh, and you just put in items for people in parts of the world that may not have just the basic things, which you're going to hear about here in a minute, like socks and crayons. And Jordy's here, and you heard him a minute ago, a friend of mine, because this involves his family, this incredible story. So what else would it be in there? Pen- uh, pencils? Uh, all kinds of, <clears throat> yeah. excuse me, all kinds of little Trinkets, uh, slinkies, yeah, fun, um, for, just yeah. fun little things for kids to play with and right. have. Now, your daughters, when y'all did this, they were little. They uh, were very little. Jordy has five children, uh, and, of course, uh, the girls now are one still in college. The other two have graduated, and, and hey, we're married, and we're rolling. And, and uh, so the, this is when they were how old? They were probably five, three, and one. Oh and wow! So they're they're very young. So five, three, and one, and they're how old are they now? I'm sorry to do this to you. Do you know how old your daughters uh, are? Now? I'm going to say 25, 23, and 19, 20. 20. Okay, 20. there you go. And of course, since then you've added two two sons too. But correct. this was when you just had the three girls. That is, and correct. they're little tinies. That is correct. So they put together the Samaritan's purse shoebox. Yeah, my uh, and there's a picture of them. And, yeah, there uh, they are. Oh, they are. <laughs> wow. Um, and they're beautiful women now, and but my wife and, and my three daughters, my wife was a great Christian leader in our home, and so she would take them, and they would go shop and do these things and put them in these boxes, and I remember uh, them praying over the boxes and talking about where they might go all over the world, but you have no idea, and you just know that you're praying for somebody to receive the box, and, and you're praying that God would have an impact mm-hmm. and use it for his his benefit and his purpose, and then you take the box and you turn it in, and they group them together and they send these out by the hundreds. Now think about this. Now let me introduce to you Gressa Sahachu uh, from from Kosovo. Uh, she's Albanian. She is now a grown woman and and now lives in our country, and which we're so thankful for God's grace to bring her family to to Orlando. So you don't know where the box goes, but it actually ended up going to the woman that now sits here with us when you were a little girl. Yes. I was so so tell us how you got the box. Um, I grew up in Kosovo, and um, when I during the war, we were refugees in Albania. And once we came back, I had just turned 11, and uh, we went back to school. Our schools were just rebuilding, and uh, right around Christmas time, this was 1999, and I believe the box traveled about a year until it got to me, wow. which is amazing. And uh, we lined up in school, and Santa was there with the organization, and they handed us each 
you know, different boxes and I got the most special one. Hmm. Um, it was wrapped in red, you know, wrapping paper and um, I kept it wrapped until I got home so I can open it with my sister and um, just, it was a blessing. So when you opened up the box, tell, tell the guys and all the people listening all over the world, what, what item was in there that you had been praying about and, ne- and really needed at the time? Yeah. Every time I tell the story, uh, there's tears in my eyes when I just imagine opening that box. It was a pair of socks. Um, they were white socks, um, beautiful white socks, and they had lace on top. And at that time, my parents had so many other things to worry about that they didn't really have socks for me. And they knew that I needed those socks. And that was the only thing that I grabbed out of that box. And I put them on and I wore them every single day. Wow. So so the impact. And I feel guilty that I only put one pair of socks. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Double up on the socks. Yeah. yeah. One Double pair up. of socks meant the world. And yeah. this, t- there's Absolutely. two points we're making. Yeah. One is. This was something that a family was doing together that lives in a country that's we're incredible. This this country on our very worst day, mm. we are blessed beyond comprehension. Absolutely, there's nobody listening to us right now that is worried about whether they can get a pair of socks. Yeah, uh, but for you, it might as well have been somebody saying, I, "If I don't eat today, I may not make it." Yeah. It meant that much to you, and uh, and this was something that was a, not even a sacrifice for this country to send a box with socks in it. Yeah. It was something a family was doing, saying, let's try to help people that this might be a big deal to. And then you're, first of all, living proof that it is a big deal. Absolutely. A really big deal. It just brought me hope, and I knew that someone was thinking about me. Someone was thinking about Gressa, and this box was meant for me. And as we dig in, there was a picture with their names and beautiful kids. And we struggled to understand what the names meant and what the (laughs) word God bless you meant, because we didn't know at the time. And um, years later, we had the opportunity to move here, and um, we brought the the picture with us. And it took me a while, but I, I found them. So <laughs> you, you tracked them down yeah. from that picture. Yeah, yeah. talk about that because that's a great story. So first of all, how did you get to the country? I, I heard you talk about this the other night. You, it was just a a random visa that that got you guys. You you were drawn out to be able to go come to this country. Um, yeah. So the immigrant visa, it's a uh, for us, it's called the Green Card Lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, so my family applied, and we were picked uh, as a family of five. I have two sisters and my parents, and we decided to come to Florida, Orlando. We had a family member there to help us out, kind of learn the language and, and move and things like that. Well, you like speak that. English very well, you're by English the way. You're better than we do. <laughs> Your house is very good. Thank you. Of course, it may be that you're just in a league that's not very hard to win. Yeah. <laughs> English here. But, but, but when you got here, you started instantly saying, I want to find this family. Absolutely. And my mom, too, and my parents, and we tried, but we didn't have all the resources. And every time, as years went by, this is I moved here 2007, 2006, um, I couldn't find them online. There was nothing that matched. There was a lot of names that matched, but not the location. And I just was afraid to reach out to random people because I didn't know they would believe me. And it was just, it was that picture that was up yeah. that she had the names of. So she had Heather, Holly, Hope, Henson, which were our kids. So we were intentionally keeping our kids' names off the internet. Yeah, right. You know? Guess and you, so you all would. she had was our ki- the three girls' names and Birmingham, Alabama. That's all she had to find us wow. off of. All right, when we come back, you're not going to believe how, again, <laughs> what what the Henson family also felt called to do that leads to Gressa eventually being able to find them. It's, it, it's, it's really an incredible <laughs> story. So first of all, it's a little shoebox. It goes to a little girl in war-torn Kosovo. 
who comes back after all the destruction of her community and her school, needing a pair of socks, gives her hope to persevere. Her family finds their way uh, to the United States of America, and she starts the journey to find these little girls in the Henson family. And how this all works out to her sitting here today is amazing. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hey, this is Phil Robinson out of Duck Dynasty. You're listening to Rick and Bubba. Pay attention. All right, we're back 20 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Incredible story. We're interviewing Gressa Sahachu, uh, who now is uh, uh, lives here in the United States of America, has for a long time in Orlando, but it started in Kosovo uh, when uh, she's Albanian, when she received a shoebox from Samaritan's Purse and you've heard us talk to our friend Jordy Henson a lot here on the program. Jordy and I have been going to church together, teaching uh, Bible uh, studies together for a long, long time, and uh, are really, really close friends. And uh, when his daughters were just little bitty things, five, three, and one, uh, they put together a Samaritan's Purse shoebox and just turned it in. Didn't know where it was going. It ended up uh, going to Gressa, who was 11 at the time, Uh, And it offered uh, something that she needed desperately in war-torn Kosovo at the time, and that was a pair of socks. It gave her hope. She was so thankful for what that little shoebox meant to her life. She started looking for the Henson family when her family came to America, uh, and that was in 2006. Uh, And the journey began, but like Mr. Henson, Jordy just said, well, I didn't want my girls' information on the Internet because they're little girls and they're my daughters, and I don't want it out there. So when you begin to search on the Internet for these names, there was nothing there. There was no connection. Right. I would find similar last names, similar first names, but there was no connection to Alabama or anything, and I just didn't reach out for a while. So and then Dawson. And then, and and then which Dawson's been on the show. Yes. Uh, yes. Jordy and Kim have said, let's put a hiatus on that for a while of giving Dawson a mic. But uh, a great day here on the show. So another incredible story. You guys felt like that God called you to come into the life of this young man. And he's been a blessing to you guys. And you certainly have been a blessing to him. The other night when I walked in and he pointed to you and say, my dad is and referred to you as dad. It's just Mm -hmm. it it just moves me every time. Mm -hmm. And this is a a foster situation that you guys took Dawson into your family Mm -hmm. and started, uh, you know, working with him and helping him. And he's been a blessing for you guys. And that relationship continues to bond and is just uh, he's part of the family now mm-hmm. and so the story about you guys taking Dawson and saying hey we want you to be part of our family that was a story that got on the internet so yes. that actually led to you finding them yeah last year um I came back from work and I was just needed a pick-me-up needed hope and um I'm, I saw the picture um in my dresser and I'm like you know what I'm gonna look for them Maybe today is my lucky day. And I put up all their names, last name, Birmingham, Alabama, and he came up. It was the first thing, and it was the article from the church. And I read the article, and I'm like, this has to be them. Like, it has to be them. They sound like wonderful people. They changed my life, so I'm sure they're changing other people's lives, and it has to be them. So I called the church, and um, it was a weekend, and I left a voicemail, very long voicemail, and I was so (laughs) nervous. I'm walking around the house, and I apologized multiple times that if it wasn't them, I'm so sorry. And the next day, I got a phone call. <laughs> of course, I was. Kim called me, and she said, "Hey, the church just called, and this uh, lady from Kosovo has gotten our name, 
and wants us to call her. And I was, I told Kim, I said, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got an email from somebody from mm-hmm. uh, India that wants to leave me $5 million. <laughs> right, right. If you just send them a down, down <laughs> deposit. So I said, I'll meet, uh, I'll meet you at home at lunch, and uh, we'll, we'll look into this. Right. And so, uh, so we met at home, and I was in my doubtful mode, and I began to dial, and Kim said, what are you doing? I said, I'm calling this person from Kosovo that now lives in Orlando. And it took about 20 seconds to hear her voice. And I was like, God, this is real. Wow. This really has happened. And the connection, it's like she's been part of our family forever. I mean, it's incredible. So, Gresha, what what was that moment when you realized I have finally found the little girls that sent me the box? As soon as I saw the phone and I saw where it was coming from, there was just something in me that I knew, and I started crying. As soon as I picked up the phone, and it was unbelievable. I'm like, these people changed my life. And ever since, it felt like I've been part of the family. And, and, and seeing you guys the other night, you've only been here, what, a couple of days? Yeah, two days. And it seems like y'all have been family for forever. Absolutely. And you've only known each other for, what, a few days? A few days. I, I, can't, I can't describe it. It's just it's family. But in the eyes of God, yeah. the Father, yeah. who ordained this yeah. and knew this, he's yeah. not surprised. No. no. And we are family. Right. Yeah. And, and we're getting closer. Right. And, and, to, and to use the, the, the next step of, of obedience to you know, bring Dawson into your world and, and him coming into your world and you coming into his, the same thing y'all had done that seemed like not near the biggest step to send a shoebox off. You know, it, so she finds you guys by another act of obedience to try to impact another young person. That was what was the catalyst for this young person you had already impact to now find you. Look at all that coming together. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, that's, really, that's really incredible. So why, why did it mean so much, Gress? So, you know, some people are listening, hey, you got a shoebox. Um, why was this so important that you find them? I wanted to thank them because they didn't just change my life then. They changed my family's life. And I want to do good in the world because of you. I didn't know any better. Like Now I'm like, I want to raise a family just like you. I want to do this. I, I pack those shoeboxes because I know what it means. And I know there was that box meant for me, those socks. God, you knew that I needed socks and it, it made it to me. It just, it changed my life, the way I look at the world, perspective, people, and just everything. This is so important today. Because Gosh, I'm going to look at socks. So different. <laughs> I mean, so different. Well, I want you to think about this, because, Bubba, I know you've, you've been fascinated with it. I have. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it the other night, the butterfly effect. Oh, yeah. I mean, you it's think. An incredible it, it was. Thing, it's yeah. such a tiny thing. I mean, honestly, knowing you guys and knowing how involved you've been, and, how, you know, we grew up as people who were, you know, in the church. And these are things that people who are in the church, you know, hey, we got the shoebox drive going. Yeah, well, we, just, we're we, going we're to participate. We we're do gonna, it every year. We're going to be yeah. part of that. And this would be good to do with the girls. It would be a fun thing we can all do. And you and I, you know what I want to do? Don't take that stuff lightly anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't take it lightly. And I put mean, two pair of socks in, Jordy, <laughs> for crying out loud. <laughs> and pray over it. Yes. There you go. Because you guys did. Knowing yeah. that, that God works and he hears our prayers – and I have no doubt that when my little girls and my wife, who were faithful 
and doing what God told them in that small moment and prayed over that and didn't know that they were praying for our sister and daughter, Gressa, that God used that and put that package the exact way he wanted it to reach her when she needed it most. Yeah, because you're looking at your country right then and coming back to all the desolation, and you start thinking there's no hope in the world. No. And then that one little box said, so these people would do this, so I guess that the, the world isn't all bad. There's people out there who care. Wow. And how God can use something as bad as war and as uh, how bad that war was to, to bring forth so many good things out of it. Well, I, know, I, I told her the other day, you know, Satan is the enemy. And in the midst of all that tragedy and all that war-torn chaos, what I feel like God let us do in a little box is send some light. Mm-hmm. That's it. And some hope. And that's what the story of Jesus is. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the but the reason why the hope illuminated and was so easy to see is because it was painted on a background of darkness. Correct. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know? Yeah. A, little light, a little light is absolutely. very bright in the dark. Boy, absolutely. You know? Well, Gressa, what an incredible story, Jordy. How, how's your family doing? They're doing great. We love it here. We're so grateful to be in this country. It's yeah. been amazing. How about Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel the same about it anymore. <laughs> she said her first time at Walmart, she I, thought, this is a city. Oh, Rick, I kind of want to hear more right, about it. You this. can stay, right? Yeah. I know you yeah. got to go. Hang on, we'll ask you, because she's got, she's got a great Walmart story. <laughs> Bottom of the hour, we'll be back. We'll talk more with Gressa uh, right after this break. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show. We're back 35 minutes now past the hour. The timing could not be any more perfect. But now I wanted to point you to Compassion International. Compassion International and The Rick and Bubba Show have teamed up. You just heard Gress's story about how the little... And, and, I, and I almost don't want to use the word sacrifice when you're talking about Americans because I'm not sure we fully understand sacrifice um but just any effort on our part makes a huge difference in compassion international there are sixty thousand children all over the world that are just trying to have the basic things of life nutrition uh clean water uh clothing socks and and for about a dollar a day you can sponsor a child and and of course at home uh, my wife and I, when we were looking at this teaming up with Compassion International, I never want to ask you to do something that we're not willing to do. And uh, we spent a lot of times working in Nicaragua. And uh, there it was a little boy, there's a little boy there that we're sponsoring through Compassion International whose name is Job. And of course, you know, the book of Job uh, it means so much to, to our family. And, uh, and we talking about where God is through pain and suffering. And, and so anyway, plus we had the ties to Nicaragua. Then we find out the pastor who is a, uh, the pastor there for the local church is the pastor we've worked with in Nicaragua. We didn't even know that when we sponsored Job. And so if you would like to be part, we want to have 250 children sponsored directly to the show. And you just heard a story of of how little things matter, and they matter big. And, of course, certainly it's been a blessing for the child, but I'm going to tell you what, it's going to bless your family. That That's the part you're missing is that you think, well, I need to do it for this kid and and that is a great motivation. I like that. But also, you're, it's going to be used to change your family as well. 
And so uh, if you want to sponsor a child, sadly, we have plenty available. You can go to any part of the world you may feel called to, or maybe there's a certain birthday you've been called to or, or something like that. A lot of times those things, you look for God moving on that. Go to Compassion.com slash Bubba. That way it'll be on the list of those children that are sponsored tied to the show. Or you can go to RickandBubba.com, and there's a sponsor button, and you'll see Compassion.com slash Bubba there too. Thanks to all of you that have already sponsored children. Just got an email the day before yesterday. Uh, but those of you who haven't, pray about this and then act. We sure do need you. All right, so Gress is here, and we were talking to – if you just joined us, you need to go back to the podcast and hear this incredible story. Uh, Gressa Sahachu uh, now lives in America, but at the time was in Kosovo. Uh, that's her home country, war-torn at the time. Uh, the war was going on with the Albanians and the Serbs, and, and uh, she was caught in the middle of that as an 11-year-old little girl, received a Samaritan's Purse shoebox from the Henson family, which uh, we know here on the show. We just talked to Jordy, the dad. And uh, the three daughters, when they were five, three, and one, got with Mama, Kim, and sent this shoebox uh, and of all the places it could have landed, it landed at, to where the Gressa there in Kosovo. She went home, opened it with her sister. She needed socks. There was a pair of socks in it and some other items. One of the things I uh, hearing you talk the other night, you, we send crayons sometimes. Sometimes you don't even know what a if you're a child that's in in poverty, you may not even never seen a crayon. Did you ever? Did you know what those were at the time? The, the the other items that were in there? No, I think that was the first time I saw them. <laughs> the first time you seen a crayon. So anyway, but you said that gave you hope yeah. at a time of your life where you thought all hope was lost. Yeah, absolutely. And that that little glimmer, that little spark of hope, changed your whole life. And and then when you started trying to find the family to say thank you, so many years later, we actually have a recording of your voicemail when you were calling the church. <laughs> Uh, to see or, or calling is this the church call or to the Henson's house call? The church. The church I call. call. The church. Yeah, so here is the moment you think yeah. you have finally found this family you hope you have. So here's a little bit of that. Hi there. My name is Gressa Sahachu. Um I have a, a a strange request and I apologize. Um about eighteen years ago I was born in Kosovo from Yugoslavia and I received an operations Christmas child box with a beautiful picture of three uh, girls, um, Holly, Heather, and Hope. And I live in the United States now, and I've been searching for your family, and I found all three of your names on this website for this church. And I was wondering if there's a way to connect with the um, Hanson family. I just wanted to say thank you and share the picture that I still have with me. Again, I'm an adult now. I live in Florida. My name is Gressa, and um, I've been searching for the Henson family for a while. I just wanted to share my gratitude. I apologize if this is the wrong um, department to call, but um, I will leave my phone number just in case it is. It's like- All right, we won't do your phone number. You don't want you don't want to hear about calling you. Uh, but um, but but that's. Wow. I see you still get emotional when you yeah. listen to that because it's been you look for them for how how many years. Eleven. Yeah, eleven years, yeah. and then Since found. Since we moved here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, when you came to America, you know, obviously, you, when you got here, you thought now's a chance to find this family. But I cannot imagine the shock of culture coming from a country about the size of the city where we are now. Maybe, well, well maybe, let me ask you this: Even before you came, what were your, what did you think America was going to be like, or what had you been told, or what was your impressions yeah. of America? Just based on some of the movies that we saw. And even the movies were not, most of them were not in English. They were translated either Albanian or Serbian. So the voice actors were different. So like um, what I had movies no idea. were they? What did you see? Um, mostly Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't 
You came yeah. to Orlando after seeing Disney. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Snow she White. came to see the giant mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we just we learn a lot of history about United States, but really never imagined coming here. I really didn't have a vision. I just we just knew that it was very large, and we try to name the states and try to pronounce them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no idea. Why Orlando? Because of Disney. Uh, we had a family member that lived there. That's right, you said And that, yeah. um, we just needed somebody to guide us, and that's why we picked Orlando. So tell the guys the story. You worked so hard to learn English, yeah. and your English is very good. Thank you. I mean, amazingly well. And, <laughs> and you wanted to learn English because you were going to a place where English... Yeah. And so your first time to go into a Walmart, tell, <laughs> tell the guys what happened. So we had just arrived at United uh, United States, Orlando, Florida. We lived in Kissimmee, a really small town. Yeah, and we know. Two We've days, been there. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we have, yeah. um, two days later, a family friend was like, you know what? We're going to take you shopping. We're going to go to Walmart. It's an amazing grocery store. Now back home, we have really mom and pop markets, so very right. small. And we walked in, and I was like, oh, my God. There's <laughs> everything in here. This is the best day ever. <laughs> it was There's amazing. socks galore. <laughs> Just everything. Like, you can get tires in your yeah. chicken. <laughs> All place. It was just absolutely amazing. We were made. I think that was the best memory of the United States. And wow. Now, now tell now. them about what happened with the language. Um, in Cause Florida. Because you're, you're in Florida. Yeah, yeah. very diverse. And uh, we call it the melting pot. Um, everybody was speaking Spanish, especially in that area. And I turned over to my mom in Albanian, and I'm like, why are people from Spain working here? This is so strange. I'm, le- I'm trying to learn English, but I can't practice because everybody is talking Spanish to us. And, um, and then we, we know learned. how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then I learned. I'm like, okay, this is just a diverse place. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, <laughs> so now that you have been in the country a long, have you have you ever been? You've never been to Alabama before, have you? No, first time. First time. Yeah. So, what do you think about Alabama? I love it. The first thing I said, I was like, Miss Kim, people are so nice. Yeah, everybody's smiling at me. Everybody's mm-hmm. hugging me. Just the hospitality has been amazing. I love it. I yeah, love it, the hills. If, yeah, if you have if you have kind of like issues with people hugging on you. And getting in your space, this is not the state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you like all the, the, and, and a lot of people, you know, because the Hensons, I know Jordy just talked about, he's from South Alabama. So a lot of people who only know the southern part of Alabama think the whole state is flat like that. But, you know, you're in the part where we have the hills. Yeah, and, I love it. Yeah. Florida and Orlando is just so flat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. So what? Uh, what's your plans? How long will you be here? I'll be leaving today, this afternoon, going back. And then uh, we have plans of meeting in Orlando and, you know, just... Continue yeah. keeping in touch. Yeah, so are you are you are you permanent now? What is your status? How did how does all that work? Yeah, so with the immigrant visa, once you arrive, you get your green card and all the paperwork right away, and then you have to be in the country for at least five years without traveling, and of course, being a good citizen and working and paying mm-hmm. taxes and everything. And then after five years, you can apply for being a citizen, and that's what we did. So all our family, we're all U.S. citizens. So you you applied and it all worked out. Yeah. So you but, but, a successful but, immigration story. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, yeah. we're having that debate now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but you're you're living proof that we do have legal immigration plans that actually are quite quite smooth, and others that need work. We need to do better with some of it. But this particular program seemed like it worked pretty smooth for you guys. It did, and it came from United States, so it's a sure. program that they want to bring, you know, families. And I think once they make the decision, they pick the right families to come because they know, like my fam- my dad had his own business, so mm-hmm. we all work here and um, we give back to the community here, and we call this home. So mm-hmm. um, it was a smooth process. Very proud. To you be know, here. if you if you did not announce you were from another country, we would have no idea. 
I mean, your English is so well. <laughs> I mean, it, you, I can't even detect much of an accent. Can yeah, you? I mean, you have a little bit of little an accent, bit. but so do we. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite different. Yeah. It, you, were, you were talking about movies, cause, and I've told Bubba this before, even though it's English speaking, when, when our family went to Ireland, they heard the way we talk, and they thought we were cowboys because, because all, the, all they had looked, seen were westerns. Yeah. And so they kept asking us where we were from, and they asked, you know, we're, they basically what we figured out, they were asking if we were cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that brings back a story. Before, when we knew that we were coming to Florida, I think my dad, the, some of the movies that he watched was western, and he's like, I can't wait to buy a truck, wear a straw hat, and just, just go. <laughs> Well, you know what? We've got a truck right down the steps. That's great. Well, what an incredible story, Dressa, really. It's so good to meet you. That's a great story. Great story. Thank you for having me here. Well, you you know God had a hand in all this, which means he's He's got got other plans. He's got plans for you. Mm -hmm. you. No doubt about that. We'll be back 15 minutes to the top of the hour, 866-WE-BE-BIG. More of the Rick and Bubba Show coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It's nine That's minutes the to the top of the hour. The Rick and Bubba, and Bubba Show, we're back. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Reminding you, Wednesday Bible Study is on today. It'll be live on the YouTube channel at noon central, part four of the new series, Pursuit of Holiness by Jerry Bridges. Uh, then it'll be archived later today on all of our social media platforms. That'll include the podcast channel and the YouTube channel. Uh, so uh, that happening today. If you want to hear Bubba be a guest on our friend Scott Dawson's podcast, Dawson Now, Bubba's the guest on the latest episode, and it is out and available for consumption. We all put it out on our social media. You can grab it there. So those are some some items that uh, you might want to uh, participate in today involving the Rick and Bubba show. Uh, our thanks to our guest. That was an incredible story Boy, it was. Uh, and um, very moving, uh, and how all that was was put together. If you missed that story today, be sure you go back and grab it on the archives uh, today. And on the I podcast tell you one channel. thing, I'm putting two pair of socks in this year. Every Absolutely. box. <laughs> I mean, every box. I mean, that's one of those things you would just say, hey, we did our Rick, box. We do that and, every year. We do it every year, yeah, and Samaritan our Sunday Spurs, school class it does it. And, you well, know, you, you're glad you can do it, and you pray over it. But, you know, when you see mm, you see the other story. end of that, yeah. it's, you know, we do it at Christmas. We have Christmas. We move on. It's yep. New Year's. and yeah. It matters. Know, it, and it goes back. You were talking about the butterfly effect, and I we even talked a little bit about this with Scott Dawson on, on Dawson Now. It, every day. Yep. It, 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 every day you can get out of the day what you want to put into it. Yeah, and you, I heard I heard you retelling that story because I've listened to the podcast and you and Scott both did a great job. And uh, when you said, you know, the day that you got the job that put us together was the day you got fired from another job. It was not. It didn't look like it was going to be a real good day, Rick. Just, but, I mean, just got but fired. Again, God, God can use some some very yeah. negative times to yep. to make good things happen. Dreading telling your wife that hey, oh, this Rick. this job hadn't panned out. We'd already you and, know been through some things. And, and before like, you could oh, get no. home, you had the job that would then turn into this job. I, I'll never forget coming in, going, "Baby, I got good news and bad news." <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get the bad news out. Got fired from my, the job. I was fired. The, what? The, what? The, tell me. No, no, no. Wait. Let me tell you the good news. Before, got a new job. Before I got home, I got yeah. a new job. Right. I start tomorrow. Yeah. And then that's when he became the engineer at the station that he yeah. uh, that got me to to come there. And then when we got there, we started doing our shenanigans, and here we are. 25 years later. Boom. Butterfly effect. Butterfly effect. Look right. at them wings. So we, we all love a good car chase. 
Uh, Rick, a but car this, chase. This is an RV chase. Yeah, car chase in California is one thing. Yeah. This is totally different. An RV chase. All right, so I think Helmsy has I think this. I've got it. Do we have a package on that this? That I don't know. I hadn't had enough time to do can all you do that. The, can you do the bow you're tying yeah. right. package? All right, is that the RV there, Bubba? That That's is it. the RV. Yeah. Here, Watch it hit the pole oh, and wow. take the whole side oh, off my. of it, Rick. And, and you think, maybe that's the end of the chase. Oh, no, it's just getting going good. How do you? Who's, they stole guys, it. Look, the whole oh, windshield's not. Watch the dog fall out of it on Look, the highway. he bails out. Going wide open. All right, so he knows these, these are not. this it, is not my Rick, family. This is not my family. It's a sheep. Out. This is a girl who stole this. Really? Oh yes. Well, the dog is funny. The dog sitting there, the it's like the dog just says, I'm jumping, I'm out. Right. Yeah, this and is it, too weird. And it gets up and runs off. Yeah, the, the dog does jump out. When I mean, it, it's it, a wonder the dog wouldn't kill. Oh, too. it landed uh, right on its back. Just yeah, I mean, it flipped out of this RV going wide open and was almost hit by a car coming hey, the other way. You got me up, Rick. <laughs> I'm going to try to pull me down for a minute. Okay. I'm going to see if I Look, can fix this. I, I'm going to say right. that. I'm gonna say that What's see, the plan at this well, point? Well, when it hit that tree, I knew a woman was driving it. All right, let's, see if you have me now. <laughs> if so, I, I knew we were all waiting to see if you take the shot or not. I thought Greg was going to. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is one of the craziest police chases you'll ever see see a woman in Southern California smashing her way down crowded streets in a stolen RV. Yeah, and get going? this, the entire thing played out on live TV. Eyewitness News reporter Trang Do has more on the chaos that unfolded there. Trang, that video is just, it's something to watch. Oh yeah, absolutely, Janelle and Jim. This captured the woman recklessly leaving a path of destruction wherever she went. Authorities in California have not yet released her name, but they say by the end of the terrifying chase, she hit six cars injured three people and the two dogs that were with her. They also say she was driving under the influence. You You can see this motorhome making wild turns out here. A stolen motorhome raced through the streets north of Los Angeles Tuesday evening, running red lights, driving on the wrong side of the road, and at one point hitting a tree in a mall parking lot, shearing off its right side. Shortly after speeding under the 101 freeway, it slammed into a black sedan, which Mm, then spun out of control. The car's driver unhurt, but visibly shaken. There it goes. Look at that rambling wreck. The 40-year-old woman behind the wheel of the RV was seen driving with two dogs in her lap. Chopper video captured one of the dogs peering out of the damaged motorhome. CBS News affiliate KCAL 9 reports that dog ended up jumping from the vehicle, but the video is just too disturbing to watch. Uh, what? It's not disturbing, I saw it. So we'll yeah. show that, but we won't show the dog. In pain, sitting on the ground. All right, so we show the a man area. who's been hit by a car. The dog got up and like ran that. off. Granted, it landed around its back. Yeah. There's going to be more chances to hit vehicles. The harrowing chase lasted around 35 minutes when the suspect crashed into a tree. What is it really? She tried to run from police but was quickly arrested and now faces several charges including felony hit and run and driving. Look beside her, one of the dogs. (laughs) So those actually were her dogs? That's courtesy of CBS 3 in L.A. I'm going to say this again. CBS we guys, that dog was sitting beside her. <laughs> we, we, we show the RV crashing into trees, crashing into cars. One guy laying out in the street hurt, but we won't show the dog jump out that lived too disturbing. and got up because it's too disturbing. No, well, Rick, that just shows you the L.A. mentality because the national feeds That's have been true. showing it all day. Yeah, yeah, they, I they have no it. Bro- it's, it, the, it does a flip out of it. It looks bad, but it gets up and runs off. Yeah. Look, look right it there. Bails. It's yeah, like there it out there. Oh, it my. does look bad, but it gets up and runs yeah, off. Yeah, it runs off. If oh, you that didn't hurt that dog. 
Yeah. That's perfect. It's that other car was coming almost here. <laughs> it, I, not I, only did it flip, it did it roll down the road. Wait, oh, that's, so that's her dog. That wasn't a dog in an I RV. Because, you know, when she's arrested, it's sitting beside her. But what did is, you notice that she then stops? You see her slow down when her dog comes out. Please look at line one. I don't know if that's true or not. What's it say? Oh, I'm running out of time. Keith, are you saying that's your aunt that was driving oh, the RV? Come on. Hey, look, first two things. Let me get the first one out first. No way. Uh who takes over Speedy's uh, job while, while he's not there? Uh, well, Hamzy, I Hamsie guess. Hamzy's slid around right uh, now. Well, 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 well Hamzy, I'm tubing. Okay, he's trying to get you to do the same thing. Oh, my goodness. No, that ain't happening. <laughs> you say, well, you, I need you to practice for these You can't do moments. it now because he used false pretense to yes. get through. Yes, right. yes. Yeah. We you, can't Bubba. reward people Thank lying you. to the call screen. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, yeah. That's, I don't even know what to by the way, we've had a history. We will not. We will not award no. false pretense. No, you know people. Well, that's, that's teaching bad behavior. Well, there's been some people. If you noticed, I've put them on probation because yeah. they keep oh, yeah. pretending they're calling from other places and stuff like that. Yeah, we have to have an honesty factor, though. right? And I, I hate to say, it, Keith, I'll have to consider probation yeah. for you. Your yeah. number has been written down and put on the wall. I know. I mean, yeah. it's just. I mean, because we can't. Well, we mean the bathroom wall. That's right. <laughs> You know, if you're, how about let me be clear: stealing automobiles is a thumbs down. Don't steal anybody's automobile. But if you're going to steal a car, you steal an RV. I Rick, know let you me let me tell you RV. let me tell you what's going on. I read a story about this, and there may be a reason. Do you know they're having an explosion of RVs in the in the California area for people to live in? I guess. Yep. Housing so expensive. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Go 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 go. Yo, what's up? This Coolio with the flow. He listening to the homeboys Rick and Bubba, the two sexiest fat men alive. Get us on a potato chip. Six minutes now past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport the reassuring face of Big Boy looking on outside. A little messy out there. Big Boy's okay. He survived the unfortunate sprinkler incident yesterday and is standing in his spot. The real Greg Burgess here. Helms is here. Speedy out. Uh, Adler's got YouTube for you. Uh, our Rick and Bubba University students are here. Uh, we've got uh, Jimmy92 trying there. Diamond Dale and Big Love. All earning their degree in common sense from Rick and Bubba University. Common sense now deemed a superpower. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Buster. Greg, Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. Um, I did get an RV. Uh, I got a <laughs> get you an RV. Start over. Hey. Okay, I got an email. There's a lot of initials and things now. Lots you know, it's just yeah. like we had an RV chase in LA. Yeah, right. Uh, I got a I got an email about an RV that says after seeing how easy the side came off of that one. Does Greg still think they're sturdy enough to provide that's, safety from a bear? That was one of the ones I'm referring to that's yes. not, but there are the show enough ones, Will. You say what well, we just saw, the one uh, she stole was not a show enough. No, good that's one. entry level. She hit that power <laughs> pole and the side jettisoned off of that thing yeah. like it had been hit, uh, you know, like the second stage coming off a rocket. Absolutely. We were doing the RV chase in LA. Okay, so they used the term under the influence of something. So that changes the whole dynamic, <laughs> right? Because I can't believe anybody, if they were thinking in their right, clear mind. There's your answer. Did did they think there? I don't think there's any way to steal an RV and get away. Yeah. With at it. what point I mean, do I go? I'm I'm home free. Yeah. I've, I, I've done it. I think I can do it. What do you think about today? I'm thinking taking the dog. I'm gonna get my dogs and I'm gonna get that RV. We don't really have a place to live. I don't. I mean, I, I can't afford the, the housing here in Cali. 
So I'm going to get that somebody's RV. I'm going to take theirs, and I, me and my dogs are going to have a new home. And you go, okay, I understand what you're trying to pull off, but I don't see how it can be done. I think I can do it. What are you going to do? I'm just going to start driving crazy through the streets of L.A. till somehow everybody gives up chasing me. Yeah. Yeah, what, right. what was I mean, the plan? I mean, mean – and, and, Rick, I read a story where, especially in um, uh, on the upper side of the bay there toward uh, – Silicon Valley, they're having a problem because so many of these high-tech companies are bringing these people in. Housing yeah. is at a premium, and they all are buying RVs and living in the RV. Yeah. Well, then you have the problem of where do you park your RV, and they said every time they're building a neighborhood before it actually gets up, that it is lined with RVs. Every side street right. that there's not a lot of activity yeah. on is yeah. lined with RVs, and it has become a problem now. There's yeah. so many RVs. They said they they said I forgot the number. It was unbelievable how many people at Google live in an RV. Are you I mean, are you kidding me? And th- there was a sh- there was a, a picture of a street and they were lined up. It looked it looked yeah. like they were going to the race. That's and what then I'm saying, you'll you know, see another picture and it's just <clears throat> shanties and tents and I mean trash and it's 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 so wait a minute. So out. now somebody is saying a manufactured home is that's still too big for me. Is there, how Rick, much price the cost. they can't afford? I think the housing the out there thing. is yeah. just all. No, the hang on, hang on. I hear you. So really, it's not because a, a, a show enough good RV, a pretty, it's cost about as much as a as a manufacturer. Well, now home. some of these aren't very sharp. Okay, but what I'm saying is, but then they're saying, yeah, but the overhead isn't as big. I'm not paying for the land. I'm not paying for the the power bills. You got yeah, and the houses too. out there are it's unbelievable. A lot of these dollars. folks who work at these big companies like Google mm-hmm. and what Bub was talking about have access to showers at the organization, I got places daycare. to work out, places to eat, daycare, and so all they need is a place to put Shelter. their head yeah. on a pillow at night. That's it. Okay, so, makes sense. It does. Um, uh, I was trying to find uh, the story that I saw. <laughs> One of them is is titled "Life Inside the RVs of Silicon Valley." <laughs> well, uh, right, Philip. And, and what it is, what's so strange about this, Rick? It's one of the wealthiest regions in the entire United States as far as salaries, uh, and but it has forced a lot of people out of permanent housing and into RVs. And then you have the problem of where do you park them at? Because they don't have a lot of land. That you can do that. It's very hilly, also, you know. And RVs and hills don't really go together, and <laughs> it's just crazy. Well, it's and, crazy. And, we're, and we're going back to this again. I understand it's got you got your great weather and all that. Other than earthquakes, I got it. But they can't seem to grasp that you can get the cost of living so high that people can't stay there. Thus, all of the movie industry moving from L.A. and Hollywood, moving to Atlanta, moving to. Charlotte and, and parts of North Carolina, moving to Georgia, other parts of Georgia and Alabama. And the reason why they're doing it is because it doesn't cost as much to do it. Yeah, They said this is what streets in Silicon Valley look like. They're lined with RVs. Yeah, I just saw Adler put some yeah. up there, too. I mean, you're going down the road, and on the curbs over, it's a bunch of RVs. <laughs> they showed and, one. And when they get in trouble or, or they, they get too many and the police decide to run them off, they just go somewhere else because they can. They you know crank why? up and move. Yeah, they, they, you crank and move. <laughs> That's right. We had an article the other week. Look. I don't know if we got to it. And I Rick, can't remember look. what Please city. Look. They were using uh, parking spaces where you put money in the meter for all day, and people using them for their office. They would set up like a little canopy and oh, a desk I used to and do everything, that. 
and they would be right there on the curb. It was their yeah. office, and they put money in the, wow. the meter. Well, you remember when I had and my that's office? How they do business. When I had that big van back when I had all the kids at home, mm-hmm. and I had that big van, I would do. I, it was my. I would be my office. I'd go sit in carpool line and do business. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, have get little, in the back. I'd, I'd get in the back, set up, get my stuff laid out, have my big screen up there. And there's like a little move, moving yeah. off. People would I said, do you want to meet today? Yeah, can you meet over here at someone at Broward Elementary School? I'll be four back from the front in the big van. Yeah. Come on by. Just knock on the door. <laughs> yeah. Make an appointment, ring the bell. Philip, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. How are y'all today? We're, We're great. great. We're, We're great. great. Look, do y'all remember the story about, I don't know, I'm going to guess about 10 years ago, the guy stole a country music singer's RV somewhere up on the East Coast drove it down the East Coast, and tried to go into Talladega or to Daytona, one or the other with it. <laughs> tried to get into the infield with the RV. I don't recall I don't that, no. That. Well, that'd be a good place to hide it, though, to so that really, oh, yeah. unless it had their logo on the side of it. That's my point. I, I don't remember. that It was a big custom coach. I, 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 I'm, uh, my dad built custom coaches when I was growing up. I'm from Pascagoula, by the way. Graduated with Speedy in 1980. Did you? What, what kind of kid wow. was Speedy? <laughs> Uh, you know, it was a big, big class. Our class was like 640 or 50. Oh, wow. That's a lot of people. Graduating. Yeah. And, and I do remember him because I went and looked him up one day. I do remember him, but we didn't run in the same circles. Understood. I was, uh, I was probably not as reputable as Speedy was. Well, buddy, but, that's not saying much. Cause I, 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 <laughs> wow. I, I Way down the ladder there. I'm not sure Speedy's uh, <laughs> reputation in the 80s it was, was all that great. But, I mean, uh, so – uh, but anyway, but I understand what you're saying is that you you maybe ran on another rung down. Uh, yeah, I. I uh, but anyway, I just the, the story about the stolen RV. I don't know why you'd steal something you couldn't get away with. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah, steal anything. But I'm just saying, it's, <laughs> let's say that you that doesn't bother you. You're a stealer. Yeah, you're over yeah. that part. Of right. It. Uh, now we got to get a plan. Mississippi checking in. Uh, we got Matthew standing by. Matthew, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I actually live in an RV in an RV part in Mississippi. Um, we actually sold our 2,000 square foot house to cut down on a lot of bills, so we could actually just travel and just I don't know enjoy the smaller space. Like a lot it, yeah. less to upkeep. All right, so no what, kids. So you're 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 in the you're like me. You're 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 done with. Uh, but your kids may have gotten out on their own if you had any kids. So you're you're completely empty nest, right? Well, actually, I, we don't have any kids. Never had kids. He's right, young. Yeah. Oh, you're young. I got you. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, if you're yeah. going to keep this lifestyle, you're going to have to hang. You're going to have to make some decisions because when them kids show up, this is over. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah. it, it, and you guys are just saying we don't live anywhere other than the RV and our house and our home is wherever we park it. Right. And uh, let's, I mean, our our water and power and all that's like four four fifty a month, so it's better than twelve hundred dollar house note. What about so are you you're twenty eight, so you're still you're not retired, right? You're still working? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so so you have to keep it parked somewhere. Yeah, what does it cost to keep you have it parked there for a long period of time? Oh well every month it's like four ninety five and that's water and everything. All in one price. Okay. Hmm. Well that's um do, do you, uh, you? I guess you can make your yard as nice as you want to. You don't like this yard? Just move to another place. <laughs> well, it's actually a concrete pad, and they have people that cut it, so we don't have to worry about that either. So I when like you it. when you go to visit somebody or go on vacation, do you take that, or do you have another vehicle? Well, we just have my wife's car, or we'll take my truck, um, and uh, 
depending on where we go, I mean, we've, we've taken it to Arkansas and stayed in the hot spring for Labor Day one time, and that's been about it. Okay, so mainly it's just your main house, but you still have, like Bubba said, other vehicles other, that, yeah. that you travel away. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got yeah. It. All right, well, that's, uh, that's interesting. All, all about overhead, I guess. Oh, I meant to ask you how much RV costs. Because it ain't cheap. Rick, uh, one of the stories here in uh, Silicon Valley said that he had a one-bedroom apartment. One-bedroom apartment, and the rent was $2,500 oh, oh, my gracious. What? 2500 and he couldn't bedroom? afford it. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes past the hour, Rick and Bubba, we're back. Eight six six, we be big. Walking through the different stories of the day, we'll let you know that we will be speaking before the the hour is over. Uh, we'll be talking to um, Jake Olson. Today's a day of incredible stories. If you know Jake Olson, he's coming up before the hour's over from Huntington Beach, California, senior uh, at the University of, uh, of Southern California. When he was there, you remember. Uh, he is a, a long snapper that is blind. So we'll we'll talk to Jake Olson. He's part of the Gridiron Men's Conference coming up. We'll talk to him coming up here in a few. So you definitely want to get that story as well. All right, speaking of football, um, some couple of stories. Did, didn't we all think that O.J. Simpson's number was retired? Yeah, I mean, he uh, had yeah. uh, all kind of rushing uh, records. Uh, 2,000-yard season, yeah, first the time. First time we had a 2,000-yard rusher in a season. I remember when that happened, that was a big deal. Killed I, his wife and a guy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought Thank for you, sure they had retired his number. <laughs> I mean, I just assumed. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even give that a second thought. I thought a long time ago. So let, let's, let's talk about this. Is it possible, because we have a player that's going to wear – for the first time in 40 years, 32 for the Buffalo Bills. And he said he thought it was not available. And he said, I was told it was available. And he said, therefore, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I took it. Now, is it possible that the Buffalo Bills, and they're not saying it in the story, because the story's only like six lines long. <laughs> um, is it possible that the Bills retired it, then unretired it after the murder I thing? I don't know. I mean, he was found innocent. They could, you could, you could say, I guess, if you want to say, well, look, well, he's one and one. Well, that's right. He was innocent in the criminal and found sure. guilty in the civil. Yeah. So you're right. He really is one and one. He's he had a 500 season on that one. Yeah. Um, if you want to just, it was talk, a lot of his behavior after that that seemed to keep getting him in trouble, Rick. I can't <clears throat> say the the player's name. Have you seen this name? Uh Perry. Yeah. Let's just say last name Perry. <laughs> You got? Are you? Checking? How you say it, Ham? I don't know. I was laughing because Sen- Speedy was struggling Senorsi? earlier this morning. Senorsi Perry. It's it's S- just like Senor with rise on the end. Yeah, of it, it does. Senor Ice Perry. <laughs> Senor Ice. My name is Senor Ice Perry. Uh, but he said that he's going to wear it. Would you wear thirty two for the Buffalo Bills? No, Bears? I wouldn't. No. Rick, let me let me be clear on this, okay? While I think it is somewhat odd that the number's not retired, there's certainly some connotations that go with it. If I Bill Bubba Bussy was given a chance to play running back for the Buffalo Bills. I'd wear whatever number I could get. Yeah, but I wouldn't if, be proud. But what if you weren't forced to wear it? You chose to wear it. Yeah, that's what he's done. He chose it. He said, "Hey, is thirty-two available?" And they said, "Yeah." I think I would say, "Look, I don't want to be unreasonable," and uh, I agree with my friend Bill Bubba Bussy. 
I'm going to wear whatever number y'all want me to, and that includes 32, but is 31 available? It may, yeah. it may help. Yeah, him, care. It may help get his name out there. Is 33 know? available? Even right. though you can't say What about 29? Is it okay? So Simpson says he is not upset about it. He told the athletic, whatever they do is fine with me. That's how I feel. Now, I do like this phrase. When I, when I played there, keep this in mind, when I played there, mm-hmm. I tried to honor the team. Since I left, I always tried to honor the Bills. To be honest, it's not something I think about. There's too much else going on in life. Well, I bet he's right about that. Well, he's he's out, loosely he's throwing the word honor around, I've noticed. Well, he's, he also, he's out there busy looking for Nicole's killer, remember? Yeah, right. He's going to dedicate his life to that, remember? Yeah. I thought it was kind of bad. He said, it's not like I'm going to kill him over it. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. <laughs> and this guy did go, are y'all sure OJ's good with this? <laughs> yeah. Hey, is anybody chill with OJ? Maybe? How's he feel about it? Anybody chill with OJ? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody seen Orenthal? How's he feel about it? Mm-hmm. All right, so just so y'all know, Jim Kelly, Bruce Smith, and Thurman Thomas are the only other jerseys that are retired. Other? Yeah. Meaning this was retired at one time? Well, it, says, well, it uh, had to have been. It, it was, and they say even though Buffalo isn't saying it, reissuing means it was retired. The 32 jersey is a shot at Simpson. Okay. So that's what I thought. It's a sign that he isn't considered Bill's royalty anymore. Because you know they had it retired before. Yeah. Well... <sighs> Bye-bye. Again, I know. I, know. I, I think know. if it was retired, leave it retired. If you're going to retire numbers. Yeah. I mean, I, you could just keep the numbers in and put them up, you know, on the Buffalo ring of honor, yeah. you know, or whatever you got. <laughs> Don't y'all agree <laughs> that, that, like, the Yankees are going to have to do something they're not going to have any numbers left? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, retired it's gone too way far. too many numbers. Well, there's no single digits left, right? Mm-hmm. They're all doubles now, right? I think so. I saw somebody said that. I don't know if he's trying to be sharp, but is, aren't the Yankees out of single digits straight They're up? close if they're not. Uh, yeah, they are Wasn't close. Jeter the last yeah. one? Yeah, well, so let's go back to this. And I know what I'm about to say is controversial, and I don't mean it to be, but I, I, you know, I'm trying to logically wrap my mind around something, and I, this is kind of how we feel about Hall of Fames. If, if we're simply saying, and when you walk in this room, okay, this room represents what any individual did in their athletic sport. They were really good at this game, and that's all this room is about. It's not about anything else. Right. Yeah, right. It's not a room of character. It's not a hall of character, not a hall of integrity, yeah. not not a hall of anything. It's just a place where we come in and say, here's some really good football players in here. Right, right. And then, and then over here, there's some really good baseball players. Over here, some really good basketball players. Over here, just really good athletes in general. Right, right. Uh, here's some really good coaches over here. Mm-hmm. And then people say, what kind of people are they? They go, well, that's not really what this hall's about. Yeah. This, this yeah. hall's about, did you – did you do this particular sport really, really well? Are you talking about or, Pete Rose again now? Know, is that, that where we're going with this? That's what yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm dancing around. Yeah. Because I, I, got, I got news. And, and so you'd almost stay out. I, I, it's funny. I had a conversation yesterday about something completely different. It was a very good conversation. And, and we were discussing how so many times organizations, and, and, and if you're trying to, and this is good for anybody who's wanting to be a leader one day. If you're ever put in a position of leadership, the key that will really help you in all the decisions that are coming for in the in the future is to try to find as best you can to establish what are the principles and what are the consi- and stay consistent to this is how we handle this, this is how we handle this, mm-hmm. this is how we handle this. And my dad was very good at that. So when the situation arises, you go, hey. You know, we covered that. Yeah. We, 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 we've Chapter ar- six. We've already said that when this happens, then we do this. Right. But when you kind of start leaving gray areas, like, well, sometimes we do it this way and sometimes we do it that way, and that's when people start getting really upset. 
You know, if you had always said sports Hall of Fames represent nothing but athletic accomplishment, and you even you even go as far as say it has nothing to do with character, has nothing to do with integrity, it has to do with touchdowns, yards, runs, right. points on the field, right? Yeah. And um, then you don't get into this. But once you, the one time you, you step outside of that, you can't ever go back. Back to your Yankees comment. Yeah. One through ten is retired. Yeah. So if you want one through ten, it's out. Sorry. And so Rick, they're not just people that had all-star careers. They <laughs> no. are historic figures to the game. Yeah. Yes, they There's are. not one that you wouldn't know who it is. Bill Dickey, I, I wasn't sure about him. I don't know about He that. wore That's, number eight. That must be I mean, William, that, William Dickey. Outside of that, I knew every one you know of them. Billy. I know who won big three. That's right. That's, that's the old Bambito. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at eighth and I. Gunnery Sergeant R. Lee Ermy here. Hey, you had best be listening to Rick and Bubba. Don't make me have to come over to your house, knock your door down, drop you down for push-ups. Just get that knob adjusted right now, sweetheart. It is 35 minutes past the hour of the late R. Lee Ermy. Brings us back. Thanks for being with us for today's edition of the Rick and Bubba Show Wednesday Bible Study will roll today live on the YouTube channel at noon. It'll be archived after that, and you can pick it up uh, on all the social media platforms uh, as well. Usually, you know, around 2, 2.30 uh, Central Time this afternoon, it'll be uh, available for you. If you haven't heard Bubba get interviewed by Scott Dawson on Dawson Now, uh, Scott Dawson's podcast, the new episode is out. You can also see it on all of our different social media channels. Listen to it, I mean, but you can see it there to click on. Uh, all right, let's talk about yards here for just a minute. Everybody happy with your yard? You ever feel intimidated by the rest of the neighborhood? You're like, why does their yard look so good and mine looks so so mediocre? Uh, it may be that uh, you're not really sure what to do, so you need some help, uh, but then you go out to the big old stores and you start trying to shop, and I need that. Do I need that? How much of this? Wow, that's expensive. Go go to GetSunday.com. GetSunday.com. This is really a cool way to have a beautiful, lush, green yard uh, because what they're going to do is give you a greener, healthier yard. They're reinventing the way lawn care operates, cutting-edge technology, non-toxic ingredients, and here's what you do. You uh, they'll, they'll ask for a soil analysis. It's free, and it's easy to do. Once they have analyzed you know, the soil and they know the climate and where you live, they'll begin to send you what you need, and you simply attach it to the hose and you spray it on the lawn based on you know, how many times different parts of the country would need to do it more, more often or less often. And it's a, a nutrient uh, a ta- uh, pouch that goes right to the hose, takes just a few minutes to do, and they give you all the instructions that you need. Uh, right now, you'll save $20 off if you use the promo code Bubba at GetSunday.com. There's also a link at RickandBubba.com under the Sponsors button. Staying with football just a little longer because this is a way to, to get somebody to give you a shot in the NFL. Rick, a former college football defensive lineman, was desperately hoping to land a job with an NFL team this season. His name, Jordan Harold. He recorded four and a half sacks, 44 tackles, and 21 games for the University of Missouri between the 2016 and 17 season. And, Rick, he was seen outside the Carolina Panthers training facility on Monday with a sign, and it said, We'll pass rush for hot wings. Okay. Subtitle, I slipped through the cracks. 
Now, he told the local TV station all he wants is an opportunity. He says he just wants a shot. And while you may think this is kind of a long shot to show up and play Jim the Crazy Sign Man (laughs) at an NFL uh, tryout facility, this tactic has worked for him before. He earned a spot on the Missouri Tigers roster as a walk-on transfer from Northwest Missouri State. He first stood outside the team's training facility and asked the Tigers' defensive line coach for a shot, according to a local newspaper. When he got his shot, he not only made the team, he became a team captain. He left Missouri after the 2017 season and wasn't drafted in 2018. So here he is again trying this tactic, and will it work? The Panthers have indicated that they took his information and that the scouting department is now looking at it. So he said, look, I, are they really going to pay him in wings? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it got the PR. He pulled a Jim the crazy yeah. sign. He really, he really did. Mm. You know? So that's how y'all gave Jim a look. Why, why, not, why not give him a shot? I mean, uh, look, let him try out. Yeah. If he's good enough, he makes it. If he's not, he goes back out and holds signs somewhere that's else. Right. And he can get a job in one of them places that's running specials. Yep. So, that's right. so, so I know the NFL has some limitations and practice players and how many practice players you can have. So here's what I'm wondering. Like, I know how it works in the college scene. But. Because the college scene has a, a certain roster, and then they leave a few slots for what's called an invited walk-on. Well, the invited walk-on is on the roster, is on the team, just like a scholarship player, and then he has to earn the right to play well enough to either earn a scholarship or stay on the team. But then they do what is called a cattle call walk-on, meaning anybody who wants to try out can try out. Um, and and does does the NFL have a version of that that Hot Wings would would get a shot? Well, let, let me let me say this: Did I not see this week? Is it the NFL that has just upped the number of players that they can have on really? the team? Really? Oh, I think I they know. added like ten. Well, this guy may be in. Well, he may be. This might be the thing. Somebody just added some. Who was that? Was that? For, no, I no. thought it was the NFL. Because I remember, you know, and, and they did the movie on it. You remember when Dick Vermeil did that? Uh, Vince Papali. Yes. Yeah, he did that <laughs> with the Eagles because the Eagles were so bad. He just did an all call. Anybody come out? Yeah, <laughs> kind of just a publicity thing, and we yeah. got Vince Papali. Yeah, so great uh, movie. Yeah, I like that movie. That's a good yeah, movie. That is, is a good movie. movie. Yeah, it is. Um, so, um, so anyway, what a great story, though. I mean, just getting out there trying to make it happen. Huh? Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. All right. So uh, uh, we'll play for wings. Let's see. I'm trying to see. <laughs> it's time for the NFL to allow teams to carry a couple of more players. Uh, expansion. Let's. Oh, wait a minute. I just moved off the story that had it here. Wait a minute. NFL teams begin releasing players to meet regular season odds from last year. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I saw somewhere in some story about somebody expanding roster. So I don't is know this under that. the heading somebody said? So I'm, Rick, I'm afraid somebody said. I think it was the Alliance of American Football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, no, they decreased. Oh, I'm sorry. Like every single person. Bubba, yeah, they got rid of all of them. You know, Bubba got he had started from that again this I week. Know, he, started, he ain't buying it. it. No, me. He had a couple of questions. Let me tell you what I got out of the Well, eight. I want to know called? what they knew. <laughs> the, <laughs> when they knew it. What was it called? The American Alliance of, of Football? Yeah. Yes. Let me, tell you what I, let me tell you what I got out of that, and I wear it all the time, and that is my Birmingham hat. That's a cool hat. I've got to the, and a good shirt. the Birmingham iron hat. I love my Birmingham iron hat. I've realized now because they thankfully put a B on it. So once people don't know what it is anymore, I'll just say like B stands for Burgess. There you go. There you that go. That is a good yeah. hat. It's a great hat. I'm very thankful to the, the iron for that and the fact that my, um, you know, the one who just graduated, uh, my youngest son and all his – buddies got to go down for the very last game and just have the run of the place 
Yeah. That's when I knew something was up. <laughs> yeah. You, well, you, you can't ask for press no. credentials because you want to shoot an announcement video for the church and they give you sideline passes and the press box. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and you're in the dressing room interviewing players. That, that's, yeah. that's a sign Damn somebody's it. heard something that we're going to be shut down after Rick, this week. I'm still just not totally understanding. Here he goes. Here he Let goes. me put it that way. I'm we so thought sorry. the XFL would have <laughs> been you know, the shortest tenure, but, boy, this thing pretty much beat it by well, about three weeks, I think. I, I, I think you understand. You're just like me. You hate it's gone. Well, no, something still doesn't, make, doesn't sense. make sense. Here he something goes. I can't access money. Here's what uh, I'm thinking. So, so I'm just saying you I, should I have a better plan. I built a house. I built a house. I built a house one time. Here he goes. And I, I had a different. line of credit, and I went and drew money out as needed. You you basically close on the whole amount. You just don't take it out, so you don't pay interest on it. So I understand there were a lot of different people, and there may have been things that they had to hit to access it and all that, but I would have been sure that I were I was hitting those goals so I could get my hands on the money. Man, yeah. I, I wouldn't have cut it so close, like whatever those yeah, goals were. That's what Evidently, I'm yeah. there was like, like in your case, let's say you did that and then you got fired the next week. They probably go, well, you know what? Our stipulation, we're going to let you have the rest of this because you, you don't have employment, right? You know, yeah. I mean, and, and they probably had some goals, but I'm like you. Would you set it? Obviously, those goals were pretty easy for a hit. football league yeah. and for a 200 million dollar project you just seems like somebody would be have their their act together in the financial I'm department sorry I this up. so that so this me. this wasn't like I, you were walking on thin ice i do like my hat though yeah, let me no room for let me try this again good hat i've got a new theory and it's a conspiracy theory so greg i know that piques your interest sure and if brody's listening wherever he is at the beach it piques his as well is it possible that Vince McMahon sent this guy in to save the day and shut it down so his league is coming out next season with no competition? May have. Did, 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 if you look well, close at it, the it, XFL, and you know yeah. they, we can talk about they were buddies when they did the XFL the first time. You know he can't stand Ebersaw and his boy. Yeah. So do you? is it possible that in the angry game of competition, we all know since there's never been a spring football league that made it, two certainly can't make it at the same time. Did the XFL work underground? This is valid to to put a mole into the business thing and just simply shut the thing down so they can have the spotlight on their spring league next spring. But Rick, here's the you thing. have to consider it you when do. when they came up week number one. That's that's the thing needing I'm doing. somebody to bail them out. We talking about the mole that mm-hmm. week one. Well, was he? Are you saying the guy that came in was yes, the mole? Yes. yes. But how did they ever get – if they had a good plan, they'd have never needed the mold. They, yeah. knew, they knew that trouble was brewing. Yep. Had him standing by. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they yeah. did say it was weird that he came in and then said – Do you think we... he gets a franchise and you mm-hmm. do? Look for him to be part of the XFL. <laughs> XFL. He got his – Or look. just receiving a nice check. XFL. How about this? He got, this. It, he got his app in case that works out. Yeah. yeah. And then he says – and they said, you, you, there's no way the XFL and the, the AA, whatever it was, they couldn't share the stage of spring no, pro football. Rick. Rick, it doesn't appear anybody can share the stage of pro football. Yeah, you're talking about a plan that's ne- – why does everybody keep trying this? That's what drives me crazy is the fact that people keep doing it. I can't – I mean – And I'll say this. You know I'm logo friendly. I thought all the logos looked good. I, I always like – look, I like the concept of new teams and new logos and new uniforms. It's just the business plan. You just like to see them get paid and keep playing. It looks like the business plan just does not work. You know why I say that? Because it has had Yeah. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.
Almost nine minutes now to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba Show. We're back. Golden ticket seats today. I got a ticket. Hello, Ramona Hall. Ramona. Welcome to Rick and Bubba today. Tammy Sims. Tammy's here today. Jeff and Janie Canty here in the golden ticket seats today. They got a delicious pound of BuzzBox coffee. A Rick and Bubba double CD. And Bubba, hang on a minute. A, tw- a 25th anniversary writing pen. Oh, Rick yeah. and Bubba show. Let's get one of our pens, guys. And we filled them up with bologna biscuits earlier. Yes, we did. So. We, boy, they had all they wanted. Bubba, the Grand Iron Men's Conference is back. Uh, I've had the honor to speak there many times, and we'll be at next year's Grand Iron. But this year, uh, another great lineup. Dr. Tony Evans will be there. Uh, Josh Turner will be there. James Merritt. Uh, we, of course, have Michael Jr., who's a funny comedian. Phil Waldrop will be there. And one of the guys that will be speaking this year is Jake Olson. Jake joins us on the Rick and Bubba Show. Jake, this is your debut on the Rick and Bubba Show. It's finally happened. <laughs> my life is complete. Well, I know, you, <laughs> I know you've been dreaming about this, and I, you know what I say? It's happened. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, yeah, you know, it's an honor. And those of you that don't know Jake's story, and we'll, we'll delve into that a little bit, uh, Jake uh, actually went to USC uh, as a long snapper and was the first ever uh, blind long snapper in Division One football. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of people though, Jake may not know the story, um, you know, how this took place. Uh, you were, you're diagnosed as a baby at eight months old, correct? Tell us a little bit uh, about your life. Yeah. I'll give you kind of the cliff notes version in that, uh, when I was eight months old, doctors found uh, retinoblastoma, which is a rare form of eye cancer in both my eyes. And unfortunately they had to remove my left eye when I was just, you know, baby, um, and the cancer just progressed to a point where they couldn't treat it. So they removed my left eye in order for the cancer not to spread. But my right eye, they're actually able to save it. It was only about half as bad. So grew up with my right eye, and basically for 12 years then, um, after that initial diagnosis, um, that cancer returned about eight times. And so, mm-hmm. you know, my childhood was pretty much a cycle of receiving treatment, trying to cure the cancer, it going into remission, you know, check up a year later, now it's back, now it starts to cycle over again. And so finally, when I was 12 years old, um, back in 2009, uh, the cancer came back, but unfortunately that time the doctors told me just like when I was a year old that treatment was no longer going to cure uh, my cancer, that it had uh, just, we, we ran out of options. And so again, in order to preserve my life and make sure it didn't spread, my removal of my eye was necessary. Um, but this time, obviously, it was my only eye. And um, that obviously meant I had to go completely blind, which was was tough news, um, very tough news for multiple of the reasons. But, you know, one of the um, I guess real positive, uh, experiences that I had throughout that whole experience was coach Carroll, um, at the time who, you know, he was a coach at the time. I heard about my story and just how the graciousness of his own heart invited me to a practice just to kind of make my last month and a half a scene, um, you know, worth every minute to me. And so he made me part of that team in more ways than I could ever have asked for or imagined. And, uh, that team and coach Carroll wrapped their arms around me. And, uh, that's how I kind of was introduced to USC. And then, you know, fast forward six years then, or yeah, six years, I, I you know, graduated high school and there's only one option for me and that was to uh, go to USC and I had started playing football in high school. And so when the time came, I uh, talked to Coach Sarkeesian and said, you know, you come to SC, why don't you play on the football team for us? And so that's, that's kind of how that kind of came full circle. It's then um, them coming and 
invited me to be on the team that uh the very same team that again six years prior helped me kind of go through the darkest times of my life you know looking at all the things that, that you do you you play golf guitar surf ski <laughs> Uh, you know, and I was telling you after I saw the Saints game, have you ever thought about being an official? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I spoke at a, uh, I spoke at a the uh, Jimmy V Foundation, the Dick Vitale, um, down in Florida, like my eighth grade year. Yeah, and there was a I forget the NBA re- official down there. Um, he was he was down there though, and he gave me an official like whistle NBA like uh, refereeing like jersey. And so I was thinking of maybe one day showing up at maybe some type of game with uh, with it on and just seeing it. And I'm here to officiate the game. That is that, is that would actually one. be very. That funny. is a good one, Jake. Obviously, with you doing speaking engagements now, what an incredible story! I mean, I'm looking at all the different awards you've received over the years because of you being such an example of of courage and and being in one of those situations where it would be easy to complain as opposed to no, I will maximize uh, the life that God has given me. Uh, your faith is extremely strong, and, and it appears, as pain and suffering seems to always do, see the one thing or the other. It either demoralizes a person to reject God or it pushes them into God's arms in a way like nothing else, and then they're stronger than ever spiritually. Thankfully, it looks like your situation is the latter. T- tell us about your faith. No, absolutely. I mean, I think that's, um, I think that's an important thing in life. I think sometimes, obviously, when... Uh, when times are, are good and nothing's wrong, you you seem to uh, sometimes go further than God. And when when times are awful, and you know you you actually need something, and it sounds kind of funny how it works like that. But at an early age, I definitely was you know going through obviously uh, a situation that would you know most most adults wouldn't you know want to fathom. And so I realized I needed uh, something that could give me hope and could give me courage and the peace of mind that. You know, just because I'm going through what I'm going through doesn't mean that my my life's over, but rather, you know, that there there is something that God has in store for me in the future and for me just to kind of trust in that plan and trust that he knows what he's doing. And so that really was my uh, my kind of rock growing up in that I, I did trust in that. And uh, I remember after I snapped my first uh, PAT year, I mean, I, I told a reporter, like, if you can't see how God works things out, I think you're the blind one. Yeah, you know, I, I, really. I, I truly meant that in the sense that, you know, if you can't really see how, I mean, I, I don't know what other power on this earth or anywhere else in this universe could, you know, have a 12-year-old who faced cancer his whole life and eventually went blind to, to go, again, snap on that same team and that courage and strength. Sure, I'm, you know, I'm a stubborn guy, and I and I chose to have a mindset, but, I, again, the, the courage and the peace for most of my life um, to, to overcome that adversity and to continue to push forward definitely was from, from God and my faith. Amen. Yeah. Now, when you when you're snapping, obviously on a, on an extra point, they're going to be there's going to be a, a, a cadence. Um, is that is it always noise, or do, is there anything any other signals you guys use for you knowing when to snap? So when I first started um, learning in my going into my junior year of high school, um, it was a little yeah. My my actually my holder would clap um, just because you know right after I went blind, I you know wanted to continue to play the sports I love to play and. Part of that was just throwing the football around, so I, I quickly learned, you know, my receivers would just clap, and, you know, I knew, okay, you know, run a post or whatever, and I could hear them clapping. I could, you know, throw and lead them and, you know, just be a, be a normal quarterback because I could just kind of hear where they were going and, you know, lead them and everything like that. So um, when I was learning long snap, it was kind of, okay, just clap back there so I can kind of just have a 
you know, just remind my mind yeah, of where it is. how far back you are back there. But about um, about a year after my senior year, it just got to a point where I didn't need that clap. You know, I, it just was kind of muscle memory. I didn't need it. So yeah. it simplified the process. And literally, the only difference was the holder just lining me up before he got back yeah. there. And then from there, it was just a normal cadence like any other snapper. Well, thank you for the inspiration that you've been to so many. Looking forward to hearing you at Gridiron Men's Conference. Thank you, Jake. We and, appreciate uh, it. And I'm glad we got the opportunity to have you on. I hope it's not the last time. Uh, Jake Olson, uh, gridiron dot, uh, gridironmen.org or dot com, and you can get your tickets to hear him speak. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.